Tarzan. Tarzan. How many Tarzan movies have been made? God. Since the book was written. But a lot of people don't know that the purpose of the book, the book came about just prior to World War I. Or was it right after World War I? You can check the, 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 the facts here. But the purpose of the book was to really fantasize the European domination of Africa. Because Europeans were dividing up Africa. See, in part, World War I, we're, we were told was fought because of the assassination of a duke. World War I was actually about how to divide up the continent of Africa. So that's how come you ended up with the Belgium Congo. That's how come you ended up with the Italians running Ethiopia. The Germans had a peace. The French had a peace. The English had a peace. And so here comes the move, this fantasy called Tarzan. And what was the one aspect of Tarzan that has always existed down through the years? Tarzan has always been white. And Tarzan knew the jungle better than the indigenous members of the jungle. And that was why the book was written. And, it, and so much the same way, it had the same cultural impact, by the way, that Uncle Tom's Cabin had on slavery and the creation, or at least the beginning, of the Civil War. It, 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 it just kind of, it was like that lightning bolt. It's the same thing, just, uh, just differently. Yeah. Now listen! That's called motherfucking bars, nigga! Fucking you know nothing about that! You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't wanna be saved. You can't save us. We don't wanna be saved. You can't save us. We don't wanna be saved. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of White People Won't Save You. This is a podcast where we deconstruct these white savior films and recontextualize them through a black and POC lens. I'm one of your hosts, Jordan Clark. And I'm the other one, Cameron Mason. And another another OG episode here in December as we're hey. winding down the year, but we got we got one for I mean, this is one of them the ones, I think. It may not necessarily be on people's radar this movie specifically, but like the property and the character that we're going to talk about is one that I think will come up many times on this show. Because for sure. Not only are there a lot of movies about this character, uh, but also <laughs> like the many ways throughout the years that they've been reimagined or attempted to be reimagined and failed uh, each time, I think is <laughs> an interesting discussion to have. So we're talking about the legends of Tarzan, which is Oof. the latest iteration of Tarzan, which came out in 2016. And it's a, I don't know. It's, it's a weird movie because, Hey man. Yeah. It's, it's bad. Well, it's bad for many reasons. Yeah. Well, I, I think what what's so fascinating about it is it's another one of these movies. So this is like around the time where, you know, Hollywood is like in somewhat of a transitional state, I would say, just because like Marvel and Full Swing doing its thing. But I think oh, yeah. a lot of other studios were trying to do a Marvel 
I think, you know, like they were like, mm. okay, we're, this is, this is clearly working. How do we do this? Like what properties can we kind of build up to be these kind of franchise totem pole kind of, cause this is before it all fell apart. This is kind of when they're like, we should do like a universal monsters, like uh universe. And yep, like, yep. <laughs> you know, DC was still fucking around trying to figure out, how to make Batman work, even though people are just like, just do the movie. I don't understand why they're fighting each other. Why just make a Batman this? movie. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like a lot of studios were were eager to try to put together these kind of tentpole blockbuster films. And not to say that that's stopped or settled down, but I think, you know, the Marvel formula is one that a lot of people have kind of said, ooh, like they did that. Like we yeah, I can't, think they dominate right now. Yeah, like we can't really copy that or like mimic that. So we need to figure out another way into that kind of thing, which I think has really just been like, y'all liked Top Gun, right? Like, we'll just do that again. You like Jurassic Park. Right? We'll just do that again. You know what I mean? Like, there's been a lot of like reaching back for nostalgia to try to like the latest Ghostbusters movie. Like, I think that's kind of what uh... the new... <laughs> The new way in is even now with like uh, the Godzilla rebooting Halloween. Yeah, that the Godzilla King Kong movies, you know what I mean? So I think there's a lot of them just saying, okay, well, we're not going to be able to match a Marvel type, you know, shared universe, but we'll just go around and and see what we've got and try to make that like a bigger thing. So reach back to past successes and turn those into you know, new franchises. I mean, even Disney's Disney, even doing it. Yeah, that's, right. yeah, I was about to say. It was just like, oh, okay, all those movies that you liked already when they're animated, just put people in there. Or they're not. Literally <laughs> redo it. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> or just make David Attenborough's The Lion King. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> See how it works. Just throw the dice. Roll the dice. Yeah, Beyonce can be a lion, right? Um, she so- needs to be a lion. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, this was kind of in the throes of that. And it's another one of those movies, too, that, like, when you look at it on paper, it's not necessarily that it should work, but you're just kind of like, how is it this bad? Because it's got Alexander Skarsgård, Samuel Jackson, Margot Robbie, Jaiman Hansu, Christoph Waltz. Um, you know, a lot of these very, like, not even just at the time, but just, like, in general, like, you know, big actors who... All of know, these people still stars. Yeah, Margot Robbie coming right off of Wolf of Wall Street, uh, Alexander Skarsgård mm-hmm. coming right off of True Blood, Samuel Jackson mm-hmm. coming off of whatever movie he made the month before. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> I, I bet Sam, there's a point in Sam's life where he's just doing reshoots for like three different movies and one's like, hey nigga, what am I doing this week? Put the wig on, let's go. Mar- they got to hit him with the Marlon Brando where they just put the earpiece in and just tell him the lines and he just, <laughs> he's just doing it. You know? Um, yeah, let's get into this a bit because the take this time is that tarzan is gone back uh to graystroke manor yep he is civilized i guess you know what i mean like he's been civilized for a minute yeah he's taken on the lordship uh back at his his ancestral home in england (laughs) and um gets called wonder how his friends are doing looking for their (laughs) ancestral homes huh Tarzan (laughs) Tarzan Tarzan don't speak English Tarzan doesn't understand (laughs) so yeah he's going he's going to try to figure out you know something's going on in the Congo Um, he gets pulled in by Samuel Jackson's character George Washington Williams who is a real life character and this is kind of where the movie's 
pretty fucked because uh, they try to pull in real life historical events with, you know, King Leopold II, um, everything that was going on in the Congo, you know, George Washington Williams, a real person, um, and merge that with Tarzan mythology. And it doesn't work. Sure. It Uh, does not. (laughs) It proves itself multiple times over that it didn't need to happen. Um, but Cameron, what do you think? What do you think the budget for this movie was? Fuck. Uh, oh, this movie. All right, can I tell a little, a little bit of context? We both didn't know this movie kind of existed, right? No, I mean, I knew, Completely. I knew that it was a thing, but it's one of these many yes. a movie that I was like, I clocked it at the time, and then just decided to never watch that. In my eyeballs, out my ass, like like, bruh, it didn't even it blip on the radar. So, but upon looking at it, it looks expensive. <laughs> it looks expensive. What well, do you say? They be cut, cutting corners, but expensive. I'm gonna say ninety million dollars. What about a hundred and eighty million dollars? No. <laughs> No. Whoa, here's me. Here's me. Cameron, Cameron moviegoer. Cameron, who loves the movies. Hey, that looked like a good movie. Couldn't have cost more than $50 million. Well, that cost 50 dollars $250. This movie cost almost $200 million. That's literally sure like a bottle budget. Sure did. Yeah. That was um, waste what do you think the box office was it couldn't have been it couldn't have been like more than 200 like they barely recouped 356.7 million dollars fuck (laughs) out of fully recouped and then some yeah and then a little bit of scratch on the side i mean they didn't make you didn't make anything off this movie but yeah maybe i don't know maybe i mean probably like Enough, but I mean, it didn't justify a sequel. You know, they didn't come back for more. Three three fifty seven. Is that what you said? Yeah, three fifty six point seven. I mean, close enough. Oh my god, that's so many people who went to see this and had, I don't know what kind of time they had. Yeah, I can only imagine it's disappointment. Um, when did it come? Who's talking for Tarzan? And it came who, out. Who well, is sitting in the house like, hey, babe, you want to go to the movies tonight? What you want to see? Oh, I want to see Tarzan. He see, he swings from tree to tree. I like that. Yeah, it came out um, on July 4th weekend. And so. Fuck. <laughs> it's Wait, opening what? weekend made $38.5 million. And $45.6 million over its four-day Independence Day holiday time frame. So, That's insane. That's insane. Yeah. I mean. We you still know. we still clamoring for this. This is still what we want. Yeah, it finished second place behind Finding Dory, uh, the opening weekend, but like was was a big money getter, I guess. Um, we can't we can't do better than Finding Dory. Yeah, <laughs> I guess second second biggest market outside of the United States was China, forty five point one million dollars. I ain't saying nothing about China. <laughs> they might come find me, but. Yeah, I guess let's 
let's just get into what the movie is. Um, well, and before we do that, directed by David Yates, screenplay by Adam Cozart and Greg Brewer. And uh, obviously based on the Edgar Rice Burroughs novels, which uh, were pretty racist. And we'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, to say the least. So I guess I, I'll do the five minutes. Do you want to do the five minutes? Who's got who's got five? Oh, uh, I I think I could do it. I think okay. I could do it. All right. Yeah, I think I could do it. I just saw it. I just watched the last hour, so that part right. is sadly fresh in my head. I'll set the timer up then. All Cameron, right, pull up my my notes. Very confident. <laughs> Some like to say. Let me know when you're ready. All right. Okay. Three, two, one, go. All right, so Legend of Tarzan. It starts off to a very colonial start. Yep. The Chiron reads, At the Berlin Conference of 1884, the world's colonial powers took it upon themselves to divide up the African Congo. And with that comes King Leopold II, right? King Leopold II yep. of, of Belgium. And he's like, fam. I want them resources. I want the Congo. I want it all. Sir, give and me that colony. <laughs> sir, give me that colony. But, sir, there are black people that, sir, <laughs> give me that colony. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so there's basically like this large swath of the Congo, about 60% of it, that's like just open free range. And King Leopold's like, I want it. And I don't know what I want to do with it, but I want it. And so after time goes by, you know, the return on his investment isn't looking that good. Mm. And he needs to pay off his debtors like yesterday. So he gets word that there is like a large diamond and mineral resource in this section and that he can also help build like what a railroad through this section to, uh, you know, transport many quote unquote goods, slaves. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he sends his boy Leon Rom. He's like Leon, go to Africa, get me them slaves and them diamonds, and you're set, my nigga. <laughs> Leon was like, "Say less, fam." <laughs> so the movie opens with Leon, and he's—I love that his name is Leon too. By the way, he's the I know. Man. He's Christoph. Waltz. I know. He's so white. He goes there looking like fucking, uh, not Mola Ron, but what's the guy's name from Indiana Jones? The fucking dude from Raiders of the Lost Ark with the oh. sunglasses and the. Yeah, I know, guy. I know you mean, yeah. Meloc. Yeah. Meloc. Belloc. Yeah, Belloc. So he looks like Belloc from Raiders of the Lost Ark. He's got the all white suit with the white hat showing up in the middle of the jungle. And he's like, where are these diamonds? <laughs> and there's Africans, literally, there's literally. Warriors in the water underneath his feet. They don't yeah. like literally. It's it. Well, there are so and they're stupid. all like pursed on the waterfall above him. Like they're pursed asleep. on the waterfall above him. They're they're slinking in the water below. Like, Leon can't see a damn thing. Yeah. And all of a sudden, a warrior shoots out of the water. Yep. <laughs> vertically, does like a ten foot vertical on him, and like kills. The African soldiers just like murk all of Leon Rom's people. He's just like, God damn, what happened? And then out of nowhere, fifth time offender on this podcast, mm, Jaiman Hansu yep. sh- shows up as uh, Chief, I don't know, Chief Mabunga. 
And Chief Mabunga's like, I know where the diamonds are, bro. I know where they're at. I'll show you this one right here. But in order to get the rest of them, I, I, I'll give you all the diamonds. But what I want, I want Tarzan. Yep. Leon was like, yeah, all I need is a name, my nigga. Said and done. <laughs> Bet. Set it up. Bet. Set it up. <laughs> Let's go to London. I'm going to London. So fast forward to London. Tarzan, now known as um, what? John Clayton III, yeah. the fifth Earl of the Greystoke family who he was known to be before he was left in the jungle by his careless parents. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, so he's chilling there. He's listening to, you know, these British monarchs, like, plan for the uh, British monarchy. They're trying to do their own si- situation with the colonizing. And King Leopold's, you know, he's looming, basically, on the on the horizon. But the, uh, the Brits and the Americans want to, you know, get – you know, get together and they want, you know, to colonize Africa because Africans don't, they just, they're just there to be colonized no agency. by yeah. everyone, no agency in this whatsoever. So John Clayton, the third Tarzan sitting there listening to all these dudes, you know, he's listening to all their plans and he's like, no, nah, all these plans suck ass. And then cracking walnuts in the back is our good friend, Samuel L. Jackson, mm-hmm. maybe what third time offender on this podcast. Mm, yeah. I think so. Second time. Second time guaranteed. Well, he was in... No, third time. A Time to Kill... Well, no. A Time to Kill, Django... um, Django. And Deep Blue Sea. And Deep... So, fourth time offender on this podcast. Samuel Jackson playing George Washington Williams, a real person who existed. uh, Liaison for uh, the United States. Uh yeah, it was not going to happen. This is the first act of the movie. You, Sorry, came, in, you came in real bold. <laughs> Coming in hot. <laughs> but I, I, I felt it because this movie, actually, the second and third acts don't exist. Oh, no. yeah. So once we get out of all this like setup, Set up, yeah. it's going to yeah, we're gonna be flying solo. So yeah, John Clayton III, Tarzan, is like listening to these stories, listening to these plans. And he's like, nah, guys, this is whack. George Washington Williams is like, I know, it's kind of whack, right? But I think... Leopold is up to some other bullshit. And I think if we go to Africa, you and me together, we might be able to figure out what this bullshit is. Yeah. Slavery. Yeah. And I'm black, so I don't really <laughs> fuck with them anyway. <laughs> so off to Africa they go, but not before they stop at Greystone Manor to find uh, Tarzan's Jane, of course, played by Margot Robbie, who is, uh, what, uh, teaching the kids about animal capitalism, calls? I guess. Yeah. Animal calls? She was like, sure. Oh, yes, that's right. Because yeah. uh, she's like, oh, well, what's my favorite animal call? And they're like, bitch, the I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, all the kids look at like seven years old. What are you talking about? <laughs> I won't play with blocks, bro. I won't play with blocks. <laughs> Give me some blocks. I'm good. And out of the back comes Tarzan with the mm-hmm. <laughs> and Margot Robbie's panties just <laughs> moistened with the quickness. She's like, my man is here. You kids got to get out of here quick. Get out. <laughs> get out of here and lock this, the door behind this you. This is where we learn that Tarzan is fucked up because they're like, what's Tar- up with your Tarzan hands, bro? Fuck- <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the kids flame his hands. They're like, what's up with your big ass hands, bro? <laughs> Boy. Like, I was, I'm built different. <laughs> I'm built different. Y'all don't know about where I'm from. I'm from Africa. <laughs> 
And the apes taught me how to walk like this. And they're like, what? And there's this like wild CG <laughs> shot of his hand like morphing into an ape hand. It's, this movie is egregious. It's throwing, just egregious. Throwing gang signs with his uh, fucked up. He should have <laughs> he been like bloods all day. Um, sh- shout out to the bloods. No shout out to the bloods. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to <laughs> associate our podcast. Um so either way, he shows off his hands. The kids are like, "What are those?" Yeah. <laughs> he, he goes home. He goes home that night with Jane, and they're like, and he's like, "Fam, I got to go back to Africa." This dude, George Washington Williams, is telling me about all this crazy stuff. They might come from my brother. They might come from my cousins. I got to go protect Africa. And Margot Robbie's like, "What am I to do?" I was in Africa with you. I don't even like it there that much. Well, Jane's like, oh, wait, like, we should go see so-and-so. And, like, what's her name? Like, oh, yeah, all of should, our we friends. We friends. Yeah, we, we see my homegirl. We go back. <laughs> <laughs> and her homegirl's like, I, I could care less. Yeah. Who, she does not have to come back. Who are you? Who are, who are you, woman? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Jane's like, yeah, we should see my friends when we go to, back there. And Tarzan's like, okay, bet bet i will do that because i love you jane no he was like no you stay your ass right here i'm Did going he? to, to africa no he's like i'm i'm gonna go to africa you stay but here she's in africa we'll because well, we he's there. like it's too dangerous because um jaiman hansu wants to murk me and oh, that's uh, right niggas is niggas is looking <laughs> for me you know and she's like i can handle myself and he's like all right whatever but then eventually he's like yeah that's right he, he finds her in the tree and he's like all right bet you're right let's yeah, <laughs> let's all go to Africa. Let's all go. Meanwhile, also by the way, this whole first like 20, 30 minutes of the movie is intercut with flashbacks mm. to Africa when he remembered his parents defending his baby body. Oh boy, uh, his dad goes out like Pootie Tang's dad. This gorilla is just dad goes out like <laughs> literally was at the office <laughs> at the factory. The gorilla's <laughs> just. The- Gorilla shit out of it. <laughs> it's a it's it's a beat down. It's a it's like a it's like fight back, nigga. Fight back. <laughs> like they they break his back. They give him yeah. He gets the Gordy treatment from Nope. They just fucking uh, <laughs> tear his ass up. So he's getting the Gordy one two in the jungle, and they <laughs> the remaining apes find Tarzan's body. Or Tarzan's baby body in the um in the bassinet, and they're like, "Look at this white baby. Wouldn't it yeah. be funny if I raised him like us?" <laughs> well, and the and the one gorilla that's going to be his brother is like, "I don't fuck with him." Right. The <laughs> the, the a gorilla that's his age, a kut. I think brother, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, baby, a kut is like, nah. He don't look. He don't look too good to me. He looks pale. <laughs> he looks sickly. Uh, I'm not interested in that. Yeah, that's that's food. What do you mean? <laughs> I, I eat those. <laughs> exactly. So, Akut's not banging with it, but his daddy is like, no, we're going to raise him like our own. We're yeah. going to fuck up his hands and he's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> so, you get this story back and forth of like, you know, his family died. The gorillas raised him as his own. Mm-hmm. But then he also learned to swing on trees. It's so vague, too, because like they're trying to tell a story in this section of the movie. And... Some of the actions of the gorillas, I I actually could not understand what I was supposed to no. infer from the moments. There are actual multiple moments in this movie where there is silence, like told in ape grunt. Right. And I'm supposed to understand like the emotion being transferred. 
I don't know what happened, bro. I literally don't know what happened. They banged they banged his daddy up. Yep. And then they tried to bang him up, but he was like, nah, nigga, I speak gorilla now. Yeah. You can't do that to me. <laughs> so, and then the next shot is like him like gracefully swinging vine to vine. Yep. And then cut to they're in Africa. Yep. So George Washington Williams, Jane, and now I guess Tarzan again because he's yeah. in Africa. Right. They back on the plane. They're walking the plane. Gorgeous fake drone shots yep. of them walking the planes. And then Tarzan comes up on like a pride of lions. One of the lions has been slaughtered. And Tarzan is like, hold up. These is my niggas. <laughs> I got to talk to about. I got to talk to the homies real quick. <laughs> I got to talk to the homies real quick. It's been a minute. He up to the corpse, the lion corpse. He's like, I don't like this. And the lion is like, we don't like it either. And they start, you know, nuzzling on him. And he's like, these is my niggas. Yeah, I got to pour one out. And it, I got to pour <laughs> one out for my niggas. This movie gets like real random sentimental all of a sudden. He goes from there. He's, he, he goes from like, you know, throwing it out with the lions to the village. The village where um, there was a chief. Yeah. It's another chief. He's not he's not Jaiman Hansu, but he's the chief that took him in. Chief Maviro. When he was like a chief Maviro? Okay, yeah. sure. <laughs> it's from the, the Kuba village. Uh, we don't know if that's real. I <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So the Kuba people are like, yo, Tarzan, it's that white boy we all raised like 30 years ago. That's crazy. He's still alive. So they're like, you know, celebrating him. Jane is speaking an African language to some other Africans and they're chumming it up. It's it's all happy. It's all good. Tarzan's back. They telling him Tarzan is telling him, regaling him with stories of London. They be eating crimpets and milk and stuff and they're like milk what the fuck is that and all of a sudden bop fucking leon rom he's back pull up found a village pulled up on him (laughs) and he's like take out everybody bring me tarzan he's slaughtering people left and right tarzan's managing to save people here and there uh and he tries to come at, uh, tries to come for Leon, but no, he's too late. He's too late because they killed the chief. Yeah. In a blink and you miss it moment, yep. killed the chief. I didn't feel any sympathy. I don't know if Tarzan did. No, he uh, died, died with a smile on his face. Died with a smile on his face and a bullet in his face. <laughs> um, so Leon's like, we got his girl. That's good enough. Take well, the girl. They like hogtie Tarzan and like. Oh, yeah, that's right. They hogtied Tarzan and, like, threw him down, like, a side of a cliff. Well, yeah. And he rolled down a cliff. Because Sam Jackson starts shooting at him. So they're like, we'll drop this nigga and then we'll just take. <laughs> we'll just take <laughs> yeah, Jay. Drop the main dude. Drop the dude we're looking for. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so they kick him, down a, kick him down a hill and then take Jane on a boat ride. Yep. And that's basically how the plot split for the rest of, the, for, like, the second act. Yeah. Tarzan's on the prowl looking for Jane throughout the African wilderness, and Jane is on a boat on the basically like the sad African queen. I know she's like Catherine Hepburn on the African queen, but like the adventure version. Basically, uh, yeah, and that's all that's happening in that plot because like the three scenes that are there are like I won't tell you nothing, and she he's like oh you'll tell me something, and then she doesn't. And I mean, it's really all 
it's all a setup for them to introduce this fucking like necklace wrist thing oh. that Christoph Waltz yes. has that will eventually choke Tarzan in the third act. Like that's really bruh, all this bruh. is for. <laughs> for fucking Chekhov's necklace. <laughs> but okay, okay. The first thing you see the necklace in, we're gonna get there. We're gonna get to that in the movie. We swear. The first thing you see this necklace <laughs> in is the most egregious scene you see this necklace in. It literally what? It's that first scene at the waterfall where yeah. you know the uh Jimon's tribe is like, yo, go get him. And so Jimon's tribe is fighting them and all this stuff. But then they like, whoa, 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 hold hold up. We got our Kimbo slice, dude. We got the big mm-hmm. guy. The big guy comes out, he's like, let's go. Doo-doo. He shows up and he charges right at Leon. And Leon's like, you know, four foot nothing. Yeah. And this guy is like Kimbo slice size. He's like seven foot twelve. And he's just like <laughs> coming at him. Wah, wah, wah. Leon pulls out this necklace. <laughs> Supposedly made of spider silk and vibranium. I don't fucking. I don't know, like carotid steel. Like it doesn't make sense. All lies. It's made of lies. Yep. <laughs> all he does, he doesn't even like. I I almost missed it myself. He literally just raises the necklace at him. Yeah. Kimbo Slice gets caught in the necklace, and he's like, "Oh God, please, please God!" Oh, automatically on yeah. his knees, automatically taken to the ground, and he's done. Like Leon, he's playing forty chess. You know. <laughs> can't outthink Leon. So, <laughs> so on the African Queen boat, Margot Robbie's like, "I won't tell you anything," and she's like, "Oh, I got this necklace. You gonna tell me something, girl?" And threatens her a little bit, but like yeah. nothing really happens. The second scene is what they're like still on the boat, and then what attacks them? Um, I just saw, it, but there's like hippos in the water um yes and that's when they escape like she like jumps yeah, into the water with another one of the, the, the Kuba tribesmen. yeah oh the guy that uh was possibly go- uh they put him in a cage to sell her out yeah but we don't know who this like, man is yes he's supposedly he somebody she's got a yeah she's got some kind of like emotional stake in his well-being but we don't know anything about him he's just <laughs> An African tribesman that I guess she had a previous like friendship with, but sure, I don't know. That they sounds. Keep, they keep talking back and forth like they know each other, and I like they friends. Yeah. <laughs> so they they dr- almost drown this guy, um, because he won't give up no info. But then there's hippos in the water, and they forgot that Margot Robbie and all black tribes people are friends with all the animals, so yeah. they're safe. So they jump. So Margot Robbie jumps in the water, frees the African dude from the cage, and they like, you know, just swim into an animal and, and disease infested jungle. Sure do. Sure, yeah. And they're just going after. And then uh, Leon Rom is like, "Yo, no, we got to go after him." So yeah. they go after them. Well, meanwhile, and Tarzan. And, meanwhile, Tarzan and Samuel Jackson like free a train full of oh my God. slaves. Oh, people on their way <laughs> to be slaves. Oh my god, which is like. I the moment I felt the most in this movie, or at least my heart melted a little—not melted, but my heart felt something—was the moment where Tarzan gets on this train that's you know headed for the coast or whatever, and there's all these black men in chains chained up to the walls of the train, possibly going to be slaves, and then I was just like, 
that was half a day. Y'all had to do that. Y'all just had to just mm-hmm. be on this fake train in the middle of wherever the fuck y'all shot this movie, chained up at the neck. Sure was. And with and with sad face. Yep. But Tarzan freed the slaves, so Yep. And then which is a sentence that you have to say after you've seen this movie because it's yep. the truth. And then um, he um well that sets up like the final climactic scene because he's there yes. there the whole thing is that they're gonna beat them to the train depot. Well, they're gonna beat them to by, um by... Yeah, well but they have to cut through basically where he was going to get taken anyways right? <laughs> to go see uh, Mabanga, who, like, we're getting this vague backstory about, like, something happened between them, and, like, you know, yeah. Mabanga wants to kill Tarzan, and we don't know why, and then we finally get the reason why, and it's just like, that wasn't worth all that. It wasn't, no. You you gave up your boy for what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you Cameron, gave them diamonds. Take us, take us to the climactic showdown between them, and then my God, <laughs> the final, final third act of the film. So, yeah, basically, what they intersect at the point that they were going to intersect at. Anyway, <laughs> he said, he said, meet me in Balma, and Leon Ron was like, "Nigga, I'm already going there." Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they go to they go to Balma, and um. I guess, so yeah. There's like a everybody meets there. It's like yeah. the the gorillas is there. Akut is there. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say these fucking names. <laughs> the apes are there. Um, Leo, uh, Tarzan and George Washington Williams are there. Yeah. Um, they met the soldiers. They met the Cuba people. Um. Oh yeah. So, um, hold up. I have to, I have to like, recatch myself up. <laughs> oh, because, like, Tarzan's brother, like, jumps him back into the family. Like, he beats the shit out of him. And it's oh, like... yeah, I forgot about the eye of the tiger. Welcome, welcome home. Uh, but he breaks this nigga's back <laughs> with... Can we put... We got to put the clip. We got to put that that, uh, that thing in the chat, the Brownsville gang initiation. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> that's what this is. He was like, that's my family. <laughs> and meanwhile, his family beat the fucking shit out of yep. him in front of his niggas. <laughs> and then it was like, yeah, you back now. Yep. This is also a man who fought a 400-pound gorilla and lived to tell the tale. Sure did. Either way, they're cooling. They're yeah. all cooling. And also, uh, Leon Rom was able to nab uh, Jane and her black friend in the jungle. Yeah. <laughs> Nabbed them both, put them right back on the steamship, right back on this. It was literally just a deviation in the plot. And the very same thing he said Jane was going to do 40 minutes before. He said, yeah. I don't even need Tarzan right now. He knows you're on the boat. That's all I need. Yep. I want you to scream. And she's like, no, I'm not going to scream. He's like, that's fine. That's fine. He's going to come anyway. 40 minutes later, she screams. Right. She screams. And she says, no, help me. And literally, Tarzan, I'm going to guess, is like a football field away. Heard this in the jungle. Yep. And jumped. By the way, by the way, this is also my favorite scene in the movie where he's just <laughs> like, they're on a cliffside. It's Tarzan. Six dudes, six African dudes, and George Washington Williams. And he's like, 
gravity <laughs> and jumps into the trees. Yeah. And this is when it was like Samuel Jackson, not George Washington Wallace. Like Samuel Jackson, the man, was just like, God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. I gotta. And George Washington jumps down into the trees and doesn't die. Yeah. Tarzan is just swinging away, just swinging from vine to vine. And he swings out to the water that is somewhat adjacent, I guess. Mm -hmm. Swings out to the steamship and gets out there. And he's like, that was my girl. I answered the call. Coming out here. So Tarzan, his niggas. (laughs) A good. His niggas. All like, it's a showdown. It's mercenaries versus apes. Tarzan versus Leon. Uh, well, well, Tarzan versus that necklace. Oh yeah. Well, before that, right? Like we get to um, the showdown between him and Chief Mabaga, where uh, oh yes, yes, he, yes. We finally learn the reason is that Chief Mabaga's son shot Tarzan's gorilla mom, and so Tarzan yes. got also in a blink if you miss blink and you miss it flashback. We get that information. Yeah, gets payback by murdering Chief Mabanga's son. Um. And not, yeah, not it. Chief Mabanga's like, damn, nigga, you ain't got no honor. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> what's <said>. good? <laughs> you have no honor. And so, you know, Tarzan and him are about to to go at each other, but then George Tarzan's Washington like, go to sleep, nigga. <laughs> Mabanga's like, you have no honor. George Washington Wallace is like, we need to stop fighting each other because King Leopold's about to make all y'all slaves. <laughs> <laughs> We need to come together. George Washington uh, Williams opens his third eye. Yeah. And then Tarzan's like, bet. Tarzan, I, let we, me should, g- we shouldn't be fighting. Yeah. Where Tarzan's like, let me go get some help. Does he go get more people? No. He gets fucking wildebeest. No. Uh, wildebeest. <laughs> crocodiles. He rides wildebeest in the battle. He rides. The, what? This is just the. This is the Noah's Ark bullshit. Yeah. All the animals of the, of the jungle. The, the come come out responds they, they all got the text they was like pull up all right bet. <laughs> i don't like i don't like colonizers neither so the animal kingdom pulls up he literally what he says i use my mating call yeah summon the summon crocodiles yep so what the steamship is going down the animals are beating up the steamship leon rom is like i've seen this necklace before about to get this necklace work tarzan a man who has fought a gorilla 20 minutes before this scene happened <laughs> is taken down completely by this necklace by the way he's like incapacitated this fucking like, magical necklace i was like tarzan you can't break this necklace like you've done but, superhuman but, shit but wait <laughs> he does break the necklace with his super superhuman neck muscle, <laughs> thick ass neck, <laughs> his thick ass neck breaks spider silk and vibranium. Literally, the shot is like I, I'm gonna die, and this is the last image I see. It's like <laughs> my mind replaying that shot of the neck muscles, just like so, so strong, <laughs> so strong. The the beads go everywhere in the Leon Rom's face. He's like culture. Ah! Uh, he gets swallowed up by a crocodile, I guess, on the steamship. Yeah, they eat his ass. <laughs> they they, just they ate the shit out of him. They was like, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> Tarzan was like, my job is done. 
<laughs> yeah. They go back they go back to London. Well, they have the dramatic like the boat goes down and everybody's like Tarzan and then he just like shows up behind Jane and like starts sniffing her and she's like my man. Bro, my man's here. <laughs> I smelt that musk. Yeah. I came a running. But yeah, then we go back to London and George Washington Wallace is like let me tell y'all about yourselves cuz I I know everything. This is which is also wild because he didn't die <laughs> after telling them about themselves. He wasn't sentenced to the with the English gulag or whatever. He wasn't automatically thrown back into slavery himself. <laughs> Bruh, like it's such a confuse it's it's I, I honestly didn't need the follow up with him, but yeah. it was fictitious anyway. So yeah, George Washington Wallace goes spreads the tea in London. Meanwhile, in Africa, a white man thrives. <laughs> End of movie. <laughs> like Tarzan and Jane give birth to a new son, and yep. Put is like, bet Uncle Daddy over here. <laughs> yep. Movie over. That's that's it. That's <laughs> Look, this movie is so fucked. <laughs> so much to talk about. So much to talk about. Here's layered, uh, rich text. Here's where I want to start because Tarzan, nobody, no black people fuck with Tarzan. Tarzan is not for us. All my homies hate Tarzan. (laughs) (laughs) Speak on it. Speak on it, please. So this movie is, is attempting to, in its own strange way, rectify the origins of Tarzan while simultaneously trying to make Tarzan, I guess in some, well, not even, but like in some way, like the, like an ally, like Tarzan's an ally now, right? Like Tarzan is not, you know, the king of the apes or whatever. Like he's a conflicted white man who doesn't understand (laughs) where he's supposed to be in the world. And he's torn between, you know, his, origins as a lord in in london and you know his gorilla parents and uh, <laughs> everything that happened to him in africa but and what a, what a choice this man had to make well uh, i i gave up my lordship to go eat my own poop <laughs> well cuz here's the thing right in trying to update tarzan in a way and like make him a more I wouldn't even say sympathetic figure, but definitely a mm. more contemporary, contemporarily acceptable yeah. figure. Yeah. Tarzan ends slavery in Africa. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I agree, George. This movie posits that Tarzan single-handedly, with, and without Tarzan, everyone's fucked, right? But Tarzan single-handedly goes back to Africa, not of his own volition. Oh yeah, I didn't want to go. Because somebody drags him back, and he literally because the way that the movie describes it is that King Leopold was going to have an army of hundreds of thousands of mercenaries coming into the country on his super advanced railroad system that was going to <laughs> spread throughout the continent and colonize everybody. So Tarzan saves Africa. Tarzan is in Africa. The entire continent of Africa, not just the Congo, but every African is indebted to Tarzan. So what you're saying is we need more Tarzan statues throughout Africa. (laughs) So it's like, 
in in the way that you're trying to posit it where Tarzan is like not you know this figure who is like wrapped up in colonialism like he becomes the ultimate white savior who like literally like stops slavery and genocide in Africa you know and and like yes. and again him just him not the africans <laughs> just they're inci- just yeah the africans are incidentally there you know what i mean Bro. like they just happen to be around and he like brings them together and then like it's mostly the animals right the animals do a lot of the work and then uh tarzan like finishes yeah. it off and then the and the climactic scene right where george washington wallace is doing all this like i'm gonna tell you what's really going on there guess who's not there Tarzan, <laughs> that nigga is not in the room. <laughs> I don't know where he is, but he's not backing this man up. He ain't there. He's somewhere else. And so, like, the movie <laughs> ends with Tarzan back in Africa, living in Africa. his best life. Uh, That's what the movie should have been called, Tarzan, back in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's just like, this is crazy because you're trying to tell me first of all tarzan and you don't even go here right like you're not you're not from here so i don't even understand (laughs) how you are uh like being celebrated as not even just like the um like king of king of the jungle yeah hero of these people but then it's also like You know, come on, guys. Like, what's going on Bro, here? <laughs> if you watch closely in this movie, you can see every tribal extra thinking to themselves, this is more bullshit. <laughs> like, you can see, like, the lack of energy on their faces. And, like, when, whenever there's a scene where they have to, like, back up Tarzan and, like, yeah. you know, there's a bunch of, like, African tribesmen. And then Tarzan, like, I fought for my people. And then, like... <laughs> Well, because, like, Tarzan is exceptional, right? Like, Tarzan isn't just, like, strong. He's, like, the strongest man who's ever lived, right? Like, Tarzan's not just... Yeah, he's not just, like, able to, you know, have a deeper sense of the land or the animals. Like, he is literally one with them and can communicate with them in a way that nobody else can or ever He just gotta be around. You know what I mean? Like, Tarzan is indomitable will right like every time tarzan is in a situation where he's got a fight like he's taking motherfuckers out like the train sequence he for real though he he kicks a man out a train (laughs) (laughs) wait 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 don't forget about the man he shoves up into the roof and he stays there (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) like in the initial like at the village wait that i forgot to say that that's just he just old boys his way through that train car yeah Literally, literally, he's just like, I'm going to fight all y'all yeah. now. He, he beats the shit out of all of them. He beats the shit out of mostly everybody at the village. Everybody. Um, yeah. And then at the end, he's just like running through. So like Tarzan is like, and it's and it's never explained, right? Like Tarzan didn't get bit by like a radioactive ant or some shit. You know what I mean? Like he ate. <laughs> radioactive drink, ape. <laughs> drink for some sacred well or like he just lived with the gorillas. And is like now as strong as a gorilla i guess you know what I mean? <laughs> like it's he can hear miles away 
you know like none of it is like steeped in any kind of reality where and that's why it's It's rude honestly it's rude a lot of the third act is just rude that's why it's so bizarre though the choice to like include literal history in this movie because it's like these two things don't go together right tarzan can't at once be a literal superhuman and like black genocide (laughs) wow (laughs) i want to see i want to see george washington williams's journal from like around that time where he was like yo i saw this tarzan nigga he beat the shit out of four giraffes in front of my face (laughs) he just punched them in their tall ass face he jumped up 13 foot vertical punched a giraffe i swear to god i never thought i saw that before in my life and it's like the stakes of this movie all center around whether or not well because there so there's the 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 i guess if we if we want to use hotep terminology right like if you, the overstanding is that overstand is well because like the the so the the text text of the movie is you know tarzan is um you know saving these you know tribesmen in in africa again writ large from eternal slavery to you know king leopold ii and his super mercenary armies but like the movie you make it sound like a transformers movie it's it's close the movie (laughs) Is really just about Jane and Tarzan, right? So yeah. it's another white love story set in Africa. Basically, like, <laughs> that's the point of the movie is that their love and their connection is so strong and, Deep. like, it you know, has evolved over all of this, not only this time, but, like, them being back in Africa, like, unlock. It's like, it's almost like they get their groove back, right? Like, they go back to Africa and, like, yeah, you know, romance rekindled because now Tarzan is like walking around with no shirt on and is like super horny all the time. Like the the initial <laughs> shot. So let's talk about a few specific scenes because the initial shot sure. of Tarzan meeting Jane is like this motherfucker is a perv. Like he makes yeah Wesley Snipes and Wildcats <laughs> look, <laughs> look like uh, just like a like a feminist. <laughs> <laughs> this man rolls up on her starts sniffing her from literal head to toe right puts his face in her crotch in her yo <laughs> there's so many shots of like him just like way too close to her yes personal it, space and that but it's supposed to be like a haha funny romantic moment like a meet cute where he like yeah violates her and it's funny or something and then back in the when they when they fuck (laughs) oh yeah this tarzan fucks by the way and let it be known well tarzan always has fucked that's been like his one of his his endearing traits is that tarzan (laughs) his endearing traits is always i don't know who that was endearing too uh certain people uh well we'll, i i we'll get into that because i have a theory (laughs) i have a big theory okay um okay but the thing about yeah so like in in the scene where he they're about to like make love is like (laughs) she's walking around this old i guess like schoolhouse that was Mm. i mean basically like colonizers right um 
and he's like doing different animal mating calls. Yeah. So he's just like I'm. I'm. Tr- I'm trying to tell you that I'm ready to fuck in like several different animal languages. You know what I mean? Like that's how I get down. My mating call. <laughs> you know, but it's it's like Tarzan. Here's my big Tarzan theory, right? And this is we go. this is the writ large of the character. Tarzan is the the white embodiment of like everything we can't be that they want to be right because all the stereotypes mm. about us that are negative mm. where it's like you're mm. primitive and you're like animalistic and you're like mm-hmm. native and you you speak this you know like incoherent language that we don't understand and like your ways are you, backwards you and you know what I mean? yeah you have to be domesticated like tarzan like black people have to be domesticated tarzan gets to be like an animal Tarzan yeah. Tarzan is cool. Tarzan swings from vines. Tarzan talks to gorillas. Tarzan like lives in a tree. But like Tarzan gets to sleep with Jane and like that's basically like I heard somebody describe it in a piece they wrote about just like Tarzan's history is like it was almost like film's first interracial relationship, right? Where like Tarzan is like Mm-mm. basically like everything they would say about black men at the time i was but very like, yeah i was very blind to that but like a white woman gets to sleep with him now because it's like right. a fantasy that they get to have and so right because i definitely saw it as well these books came out in like the 1910s like the 30s early yeah, early 20 yeah, yeah, yeah early 20th century so like these all these books are like uh, describing Tarzan, he's got the ripply muscles. He's swinging mm-hmm. from tree to tree. He's in Africa. He's one with the animals and all this stuff. I just assumed that it was like, well, not what you said, but like white male fantasy in general, yeah. right? You're it's the 1910s. You're either like working or an aristocrat, right? There was mm-hmm. there was working homeless or an aristocrat, and but you definitely weren't like the rock strong. There was right, none right. of that. So you got all these like, you know, uh, I guess Hank Hill would uh, call them twig bores. <laughs> you, you, got <laughs> <all> these, like, <laughs> you got all these twig boys running around and their their fa- fantasy, you know, is to read Tarzan books about how he's 200 pounds, all muscle swinging mm-hmm. from tree to tree, saving his girl Jane in the jungle, but also like talking with the apes yeah speaking with the crocodiles and like communing with the animals and everything that scares them about africa tarzan embodies yeah he gets to do that and like i didn't think that yeah but yeah that's that's that (laughs) and and you know it's still colonialism writ large like it's not even subtext it's really text because tarzan colonizes the animals of africa he is the The king of lord (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he's the king of the apes. He's the king of the jungle, right? So, like, he's got all the animals under his control and, like, is able to do the things that even the Africans can't do. You know what I mean? Like, right. He, he's, he's superior to the native people of this land, you know. So, just if the white people virtue. come to Africa, they just be like, yo, Tarzan's in the club. Like, let me yeah, in. Right. It's all good. <laughs> so you know like it it is this fantasy but it's also like a deeper 
subversive fantasy as well where it's not just about mm-hmm. like being better than us it's almost like getting to be us while still getting like cosplay yeah as your fantasy of black men black masculinity right while still like turning your nose down at like living breathing black men. <laughs> you know what i mean oh oh he travels deep but i'm not those guys right and so trying to reinvent that, like at the core of Tarzan is racism. Like there's no way, there's no Boom. way to annex Tarzan from his, not only his origins, but like the story of a white man, not only just coming of age in Africa. Cause I mean, like there's the only way that happens is colonialism. You know what I mean? Like the <laughs> only way that Tarzan comes to Africa is like, he doesn't just, show up to hang out oops you know i was here i mean his manifest pa- destiny my nigga you were, right. there's a reason you were there his parents were there on a on a mission right yeah, it was, you it know was what I mean? the mission was <laughs> colonized and so he gets left behind you know or orphaned there but then it's like you know he becomes the superior figure even in the eyes of of the african so even in this movie right where they take away a lot of the overtly racist things about tarzan and they try to give you know some kind of agency and let's transition slightly to talk about samuel jackson's character because like sure what a nothing burger of a character right like let's let's track his arc yeah because this is the excuse they try to use for justifying this character in the movie but it becomes very obvious very quickly that yeah he ain't got nothing really to do there so he initially shows up when, you know, these people are petitioning Tarzan. And the thing we haven't mentioned yet, this is also like a crazy, like metatextual film where like Tarzan is Tarzan in the movie. Like he is famous yes. for being Tarzan, right? They, and, yes. And they all know that everyone knows the story. Everyone knows the me, Tarzan, you, Jane. They quote it back at him. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, that's kind of the thing, you know, because, like, Samuel Jackson is like, let's stop fucking around here. Like, you're Tarzan. That's why we want you to do this, because your name I read about you in Jet Magazine. (laughs) I had to get my ass over. Jane Jane was the beauty of the week. uh... Jane was... (laughs) (laughs) While smoking Newport's. But it was like, yeah. They were both in a Newport ad in the back <laughs> <laughs> playing beach balls. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. We could do this. I could do this all night. We could Tarzan's, all Tarzan's a cult 45. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. But yeah, like he's like, you're, you're Tarzan. Like you, your name carries weight. Yeah. People like love you and respect you. And like people know about Africa through you. Right? Like yeah. people's visions of Africa are manifested through you and like your experiences so like sadly whatever you say means a lot you know what i mean so like right that's his that's his in he's like i i alone have no power and can do nothing you know i need tarzan in order to literally get into africa i can't even get into the congo without in the club he came here like two hours ago (laughs) he's he's in there yo let me let me just come in yo so he goes with Tarzan, right? And very quickly we are shown that he doesn't know shit, right? Nothing. Because they're walking around and he's looking at these animals. He's like, what's happening? Where am I? What's going on? You know, and Tarzan's like talking to lions and shit and like hanging out. <laughs> and then they go 
to this village. And again, it's like Tarzan is the one who is the natural who fits in. Tarzan is the one who everybody's happy to see. Tarzan is the one who is beloved and upheld. And he's just that American nigger that <laughs> is also with Tarzan. I get because there's no scene where like black people, I one think, I don't think this movie passes the black Dell test. No, no, it does not. Because everybody's, either, I don't think any of the villagers get a chance to talk to each other no. outside of being like, Yo, you seen Tarzan? He's here. <laughs> Everybody He's here. Wow. Literally, literally, they sing the legend of Tarzan is what Jane tells us. And yes. what I have to assume is a fictional African dialect. Um, it's it, <laughs> definitely it ain't real. It ain't real. It sounds like a like just a step to the left of the Lion King, right? Like they just start singing tar- Tarzan's praise. So literally the village is singing tarzan's praises you know what i mean and like about yeah. how how amazing he is right and so yeah. george washington wallace is just there nobody's talking to him he's not also a welcomed guest he doesn't get any not even preferential treatment but like he's not they don't see him as like oh another black man welcome right he's just like also he's tarzan's friend right and so you know everything goes down in the village tarzan gets fucked up George Washington Wallace saves him and starts shooting and, and takes out a few people. Um, and so it's kind of like, oh, okay. Blicky on him. Yeah. You know, we, we're, we're giving him one back. You know, he's not, he's not a helpless, defenseless, like tagger on, like he's got actual value. And then when the rescue starts, he's back to being useless because he's like, oh, I've been in the wilds before. I know what's up. And they're like, nigga, this Africa. And he's like, <laughs> oops, <laughs> what does that mean? You know, I can. The if, scene where, what? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh no, she, she's just like, if Tarzan can do it, I can do it, and then like, which is just so wild because, <laughs> bro, you're 50 years old. I know. <laughs> like, you're 60 years old. Don't jump off of anything. How about that? Well, he's they, like, because he's jump like, jump off the cliff. Well, they have a scene where, like, even before they get to the cliff, they're all running up, and he's like way oh, yeah, behind yeah. because he can't keep up he's with winded. anybody. And then he gets up to them. Yeah, he's like out of breath and all that stuff. So then he's back to being just like this like comical outsider type character. So then, mm-hmm. you know, the rest of the movie, he's basically just also there, right? Until the very end where he uh, manages to stop Tarzan from killing Jaiman Hansu and like sort of brings everybody together. Although Jaiman's people don't. They don't participate in the end yeah like they don't they yeah. don't it's not like they just agree they don't to back him up in the end yeah it's just a truce momentarily at that moment and so then he's just like left to operate you know the gatling gun that blows up the uh the ship the and then he gets to like talk down to white people at some kind of meeting he's arranged where he's like i'm going to tell you about yourselves and that's the end of his arc, right? Let me read you something here. This is from the director of the movie, uh, David Yates. No. no. Well, he says, um, speaking of George Washington Wallace, he's the real hero of the movie, right? Like, he enlists a reluctant Tarzan. Um, and all that racist baggage that belonged to the earlier books or earlier B-movies, there's no place for that. This is a modern film with modern sensibilities, right? So he the director sees this character as the real hero of the movie. What about what I just described? 
paints him as the real hero of the film when literally every moment of the movie pivots around Tarzan. And again, it's card the legend of Tarzan, not the right. legend of George Washington Wallace, right? <laughs> so like did did any of that read to you as like this is a character who has actual like agency or value or did he just feel like Tarzan's little friend who tagged along to Africa? Right, he's like he's like any Indiana Jones sidekick. I'm just here for this movie. I don't know how I'm gonna be of help. Might even get kidnapped. Might even yep. not be of help. But either way, I'm gonna be along for this journey and maybe have like a moment of graciousness towards the end. Right. It, it really like there's no there's no reason for me to be in the movie other than like I suspect there's some slavery afoot in Africa. <laughs> and then Tarzan's like stares stoically at him while he beats up you know a hippopotamus or something i don't know or, or but he doesn't beat up hippopotamuses he's well, friends no. with the hippopotamus he, he beats up the white men who are shooting at the hippopotamus yeah. how about that george washington wallace was like <laughs> ring ring slavery's calling <laughs> exactly he was like you know what i smell something fishy here it's not fish it's slavery well and let's also like i i left out two parts here that are just like the fuck Right. So yeah, let's like, go. in the scene where Tarzan gets jumped back into the gorilla family. Yeah. George Washington Wallace like comes up to try to assist. And then Tarzan is like, get on your knees. <laughs> oh, this. And yeah, like, I had this written down. Put too. your head down and like bow to him and then like george washington wallace is like what should i lick his dick too and tarzan is like if you have to (laughs) all i have written down is the licking nuts gag yeah like why did that it's brought up like three times in the script this is a real person who really existed for real thought he had to lick gorilla nuts (laughs) <laughs> but like you are honoring his memory by having him have a running gag about licking a gorilla's testicles that, that's that's how you preserve his memory is you you bring you bring people people wikipedia the man who potentially right. was gonna lick a gorilla's nutsack like Can that's you imagine a- <laughs> if we like remembered all of our like historic figures like this, just all the wrong ways. Like, oh, he built the uh, he built the structure of our economies, you know, uh, based on. He also one time said a really fishy thing about a gorilla's nuts. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so it's just what was like, the second part. You know, like why even include that? Why even in yeah, general? Why does it take up airtime? This movie is an hour forty seven minutes. It, because then there's, be there's a way. callback to it later. Yes. So it's he like says, they what really... he, say? he says, you know, I wasn't going to lick that gorilla's nuts, right? Yeah. And then there's like a joke later where he's like, he wants Tarzan to hug him. And Tarzan's like, you know, I wasn't going to really hug you, right? And then and then they hug each other. It's a weird, like, I don't I don't know what's happening. Then I wrote down this. So, so they don't even know how to deal with like, what? They. Male intimacy. They don't even no. know how to deal with that. No. Well, because then there's there's another line that Samuel Jackson has to say in this movie that I'm like, what the fuck? He says, and I quote, "That's one odious aroma." Yeah. Yeah. 
Where where is this man from? <laughs> like, what? Not America. Is but like even as a line of dialogue, as a sentence, nobody talks like that. You know what I mean? Like that's not even like a thing that a person would say. Nevertheless, this man. So like, why? You know, odious aroma. Like he because he doesn't talk like that anywhere else in the movie. It's just no. Literally, actually, he's the only person who talks like it's 2017 (laughs) in this whole movie. Like when he talks to the British lords at the start of the movie, he's like, "Hey, Bing Bang Boom, ham sandwich. We can get this. We we can get this slavery shit knocked out like yesterday." I'm just like. Uh, is it just you talking or are you reading the script? Did you did you even read the script? I skimmed it. Yeah. I skimmed it. I got the I got the clip notes. I got the I got the gist of it. So I mean that's I'm gonna do my thing. That's just what's so wild though, is like this is their attempt to modernize the Tarzan franchise and to like bring yes. it into, you know, some level of acceptability as we're gonna bring this real life historical African American figure in and then use him as like comedic sidekick to tarzan like that's how we up it because the rest of the africans there's the chief who gets shot in the face boom one there's the like continuously smiling other tribesmen that gets locked up with jane uh who doesn't have he doesn't say anything he doesn't have any lines he doesn't say anything the whole movie she looks at him and like we'll have conversations with him and he'll just like smile and like nod. yeah like blithely smile at her like he's like in a stupor like he's not he doesn't know what she's talking about which maybe she maybe he's just like i don't know you're not even speaking the right language you're just saying things you're, <laughs> you think you're talking I, I to almost, me but i <laughs> <laughs> i really took it as that a little bit like i mean it's obviously not that because what uh jane sits down and has like a full dinner with this yeah this tribe but the way that he responded to her was definitely like, whatever you say, white lady, <laughs> every time. When when it was like his life was on the line, he was literally like being dangled above an alligator crocodile infested river. And he, she's like speaking in a language, him speaking in an African language, like, you know what? Uh, hit yourself to the lock, do, you know, da, 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 try to uh, plan their little escape. He just literally smiles and nods and he's like, yes, white lady. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, sounds good. I so that so that's two. That's two. No agency there. Uh, all the and then you got Mabonga, who's willing to sell Tarzan out for diamonds. For diamonds, and, Nigga, and if I had diamonds in the seat of my couch right now, you would never hear about them. He's willing. <laughs> he's giving them to the first white man that showed up on the continent. And let's be clear, right? Like the the time frame of this movie, right? Like. Africans know about slavery. Like yeah. it's not a thing that they're just this is this is a this is way past you know the end of the civil war. This is way past, mm-hmm. you know, like multiple years that multiple countries have outlawed slavery as a practice, you right. know what I mean? And so it's not that even even in the, you know, About deeper the turn of the century. Yeah, in the deeper interior parts of Africa, like even if there hasn't been contact like they know about slavery. Like they know that white they know they know who white people are and they know <laughs> that slavery is a practice. You know what I mean? Like right. as as white people would love for you to know, like some Africans dealt in slavery and like would capture other Africans and tribes and sell them to Europeans for, you know, whatever they were trading for. Um All slave masters matter. Right. So 
it's like there's not a world in which this chief doesn't know what's about to happen you know what i mean like he has some he's got to be able to put one and one together yeah he's got some kind of like blind defiance where he's like nobody can conquer my people because we've got fucking jaguar claws or like whatever he's got oh yeah also he looks like uh, king from tekken like i don't know (laughs) yes exactly that that's it If, if you heard that you saw his outfit because that's like his like final final version Black Panther outfit that he wears <laughs> with the little the little headdress and yeah. the little kitty paws. Right. <laughs> he definitely looks like dude from Tekken. He looks like King from Tekken. So that's like, and that's their level of of mixed with like Killmonger. Yeah, that's their level of like of a budget. We're gonna. This is how we defend ourselves. Even though, again, by this point in time, Africans had guns. We, we had already guns. Oh yeah, it's the same thing like in Dances with the Wolves. By like by this time, native people had guns. Like they weren't shooting bows and arrows. Like they had yeah guns. Like they also had bows and arrows, but they definitely also had guns. <laughs> that was like they had to Zulu fight the English with guns. Like, <laughs> yes, they had to have them because you were trying to kill them, them with. Did they give him the guns? And Shaka Zulu was like, "All right, now run that." <laughs> So right? that's what's yeah. going on. It's eighteen nineties. It's not like seventeen thirty. So the idea that him and his men were gonna throw like literally they throw a spear at uh Okay, but that's hilarious, <laughs> by the way, the scene. They threw a spear at these guys. As soon as they showed up, they was like, In the, what's that in the mist? Spear comes out of the mist and misses. Whiff. It's a whiff. Uh, you know, I and guess then they come out of the mist like slowly, like it's yeah. supposed to be menacing. It's the stupidest like pull ever. It's the stupidest pull in this movie. So yes, they might still have spears for certain things, but like they also have guns. Same thing, Last Samurai. They all had guns. You know, I mean, they Samurai. Guns. Samurai were not running around with swords once colonialism and imperialism had reached the shores of Japan. Like, they had guns. They invented gunpowder, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Americans was like, what's that over there? Isn't that what fucking, uh, what's that movie? The Great Wall is about? (laughs) Oh, my God, you guys. We've seen too many of these. Do your research, (laughs) y'all. Oh, my God. It doesn't even take that much. Read a book. But, so, you know, like, it's still this backwards look at africa where like we're looking at the people of africa as not only like unaware of world events and things going on around them but also still living in a way that's like and it's and it's never this right like every time we've seen a movie about africa it's never african people are always like they don't have electricity or running water you know they live in in huts and they never have clothes on and uh you know they're still hunting for their food in the wild and like foraging Mm. and like all this stuff Mm. and it's never like they invented mathematics and have like a deep never never that part part. a deep culture of like art and history and like are honoring their ancestors yeah or able to like track uh you know the movements of either animals or like the seasons or other things like africans invented you know a lot of like star maps and systems that like accurately right. track 
you know, like the turning of the calendar year and the sun and all kinds of other things. Like, it's never that. It's never that. This is like. Why would it be, Jordan? Why would it be? What are you you getting at? Are you saying that the Africans invented things from time to time? Not only invented things, but were like ahead of Europeans in a lot of ways, you know, (laughs) before Europeans came down there, you know. And like, I think that's the thing is that the idea of civilization is always equated with Western ideals. Right. And it's never like on it nobody around the world and other places could ever have not even conceived of anything similar to what the West has conceived of, but also like, because they don't do things the same way that we do them. It's not considered actual. Yeah. It's not considered civilized. You know what I mean? It's not considered like not, not, not to mention, I don't know the fucking like middle ages where y'all were like, murdering people in the goddamn crusades and like all kinds of other Bro, shit you know I mean? like it's pooping in the streets fam <laughs> one of my favorite memories this has nothing to do with the movie this is my favorite memory i used to you know in grade school you take like those like exams you take yeah. like the in, in maryland it was the mspap mm-hmm. so you would take these big ex- exams and you'd have to like write whole papers in the middle of the exam like three page paper yeah. on a, a book you just read as a part of the exam and one of ours was like about the Middle Ages and about like how they uh, basically like, like had no irrigation system. It was like just the water was like scarce, mm-hmm. disease was rampant, and all I remember is the illustration. There was only one illustration, and it was of an English street, maybe like early eighteen hundreds, <laughs> and it's people throwing poop out of windows and fucking Duh. and this man in the foreground has a rat on his shoulder and he's screaming ah! <laughs> it's like reverse ratatouille like, <laughs> but he's in the foreground of the picture well that's the thing that's I'm, what i assume the middle ages were all yeah. the time well because it's like you're out here you know trying to call africa uncivilized tarzan's never seen a washcloth you know Bro, what I mean? <laughs> my my dude's my dude's knees are brown. His knees are dirty. So it's just like, yeah, this idea that like, oh yeah, Tarzan is gonna come. Like he's coming from a more civilized place to this more primitive place, and like getting yeah. in touch with his native side i don't really understand what's supposed to be he's turning tarzan back got into his group tar- back well he's turning back into tarzan i guess is like what the movie is positing but it's like and that's better like being tarzan is better than being an english lord and let me read you this line that i wrote down because <laughs> i stopped the movie when margot robbie said this right she's because they're, they're talking about the legend of tarzan this is when they're at the jungle and she says to mm-hmm. she said i think she says to George Washington was no man ever started with less. And I said, you mean slaves? Have you heard of slaves? <laughs> Have you heard of- <laughs> Yo, this movie, this movie wants to have its cake and eat it too all the fucking time. Like what? he'll punch a gorilla. Yet the beads <laughs> took him down. He'll be like, oh my god, like, what you came from. You you came from nothing, Tarzan. He's like, slaves are about <laughs> to be sold. People's <laughs> autonomy is, like, literally taken from them all around me, bro. Like, 
You know what I mean? That's what I was like. I think people have had less than Tarzan. Like, I don't care it's if he was what? raised in a jungle by gorillas. I mean, they did it. He, A, lived to become Tarzan. He could, be, he could be Lord Greystoke, and I'll smack the shit out of him the same way I smack the shit out of Tarzan. Like, I don't care. I'll run up on both of them. But think about that privilege, though, too. Like, he doesn't have to be Tarzan. Like, he can just go be a fucking English lord. <laughs> he could be a lord. A castle. He could have a castle. You know? <laughs> And he can do either. He could do either without anybody saying shit. Like if he decides one day he just wants to go back after living in the. Like if he if he's Tarzan until he's like fifty, and then he's like, "Bet we, I want to go. I want to go raise my kid back in fucking, you know, London." <laughs> like he can just go home. He could just peace out of Africa. Because he doesn't want his kids to eat, like, rice paste and <laughs> fufu. So it's like, even that is insulting. And in that, like, they're trying to make it feel like he's a real African. Where it's just like, this nigga, like, was not, he just, he left. Like, he wasn't even hey, around here. That's like, also, yeah, that's also what's crazy about this movie is, like, wait, so Tarzan, Tarzan. Yeah. Way before this movie even got involved, right? And then we meet him. He's like, oh, I'm so tired of being a lord. I want to get back to my African roots. Well, so he does have this little adventure in Africa. And then he's like, I have the choice. Well, I don't have to stay. But but the thing is, too, he only left because he killed somebody. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, and had the luxury of having killed a child and then just said, I'm gonna go with my new girlfriend back to my castle, cause my mansion, because I don't want to <laughs> deal with the repercussions of this dude's father like trying to fucking kill me. Emotion too hard. Want to go back <laughs> to castle now? So it's just like, damn, dog. Like that's crazy. And, this, Tar- and on top of it, he has the nerve to be like the most emotionally plagued person in this whole film. Yeah. He's, like literally stoically staring at everything like everything matters. Everything matters all the time. But it's like Tarzan pulled a fucking stand your ground and then was like <laughs> I'm gonna go back home. I really like that Tarzan. I like I think he's a, he's got a lot of good points. Well, let's talk about that because that's what my whole thesis is, is that this is this is a series and a franchise and a character exclusively for white people and so this movie let's go let's go was divisive in the sense that people who loved tars like the character of tarzan were kind of yeah. like well this ain't tarzan you know what i mean like he's like got feelings and emotions and is like uh my tarzan doesn't <laughs> hang with niggers no he goes to spice no well their tarzan killed niggers like that was <laughs> the origin of tarzan like uh, there's a couple of different, you know, pieces written about Tarzan, the character. Um, but mm. in the 1914 book, Tarzan of the Apes, the character introduces himself to Jane by declaring, this is the house of Tarzan, the killer of beasts and many black men. So that's in the text is that he not only kills black men, but he's like, and I want you to know that <laughs> my jersey's up in my house. <laughs> That's the that's how I introduce myself to people. Is <laughs> I kill black people. That's Killer the, of black men. That's one of the first lover things. of apes. Here's what you need to know about me. 
Okay. <laughs> my name's Tarzan. My name's Tarzan. One word. I come I from the castle. jungle. I kill black people. <laughs> I kill black men. So you win it. Just so we can clear that up. That's his Tinder profile. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Tarzan. You could call me Lord Greystoke if you want to. <laughs> Love Tar- me some apes. Got a second home in Africa. And I be killing niggas from time to time. Tarzan is Tarzan's going to be on the next season of Fuckboy Island. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll win. And he'll win. Because he got a castle. He got a mansion. He'll be, he'll be good. But that's like... Not- oh, he got a mansion. I like him. That's he also it, be hanging out with gorillas. I think that's kind of cute too. But the racism is is not subtext. It is literal text of the character. It, like he, it is part of the legend. Kills black people. So that's what he does. You know, and it's like that. You heard about me? <laughs> See, I, this is the thing, though. This is also the thing, like why not me personally but like i feel like black people in general just don't bang with tarzan because it's inherent in the text yeah it's inherent in the books it's inherent in like just the idea of jungle man right yeah if he's a jungle man didn't he meet up with some other jungle men at one period in time does he hang with other black oh he doesn't hang with black people oh he kills them Mm. oh oh got that got that like it doesn't take long for me to be like i'm not welcome here no well, and even though he's not welcome. <laughs> well, I think that's the thing is that like Tarzan's relationship with black people has either been completely antagonistic, right? Or like mm-hmm. he's described as, you know, like the, like the ghost of the trees or like the ghost of the jungle. Like he's out there just like killing black people indiscriminately for like coming over to what he considers his territory and all that shit. And Right. And then, uh, or it's been like paternalistic, right? Like he is like the person that people come to when they have problems and like they need Tarzan's help because they can't do anything on their own because like the Africans are shown or written as like infants who like need daddy Tarzan to come and like solve all their problems for them. And so. You know, like there's never been any equal. So what is he? A gangbanger or running for senator? What is he? What is he doing here? I don't know. Like who? Who? He's like Tarzan. It seems like Tarzan's only looking out for himself. He's like Brian Tyree Henry and widows. He's like (laughs) that's a deep breath. That's a deep breath, y'all. I hope y'all. I hope y'all still with us. (laughs) I love. I love widows. But it's like, yeah, he's he's always been. Not on our side. You know what I mean? Right. And so, like, this movie trying to make him almost force him to be, like, it's almost like, see? <laughs> he <laughs> saved the slaves. Like, what more do you yo, want from yo. him? <laughs> but he introduced me, he, he, introduced, he introduced him to myself by saying that he was a killer of black men. But also in this movie, it's like Tarzan has to know about slavery. You know what I mean? Like that. Or he has to at least, yeah, know the plight, know what the plight of slavery is. That could not have gone over his head. So even if he's not got like an ear to the ground at like what's going on. And again, I'd seemingly in this movie, at the very least, he is from the Congo. Like he is 
that's that's where his home is. You know what I mean? So it's He's like more African than Barack Obama. Yeah. <laughs> You're saying Tarzan is more. Show us the birth certificate, Tom. <laughs> Show us Tarzan's birth certificate. We got a birther on this pod. I swear, y'all. Is, I knew it was happening. It was going to happen. But it's like he had to have been negligent in whatever responsibility or duty he felt towards you know those people because like he up peaced out knew shit was going down there like he's not only is he not either either he is somehow even if he is somehow completely disconnected from africa he's living in london you know what i mean so it's not even like he moved way the fuck out you know to like yorkshire or some shit and he just wasn't like listen to what people were talking about like he's right in the middle of everything like he knows not only what colonialism is flight bro yeah, he he knows not only what colonialism is, but he has to have some astute understanding of what even oh. like why he was brought in to have that meeting with like the Belgians and those people about like that railroad yeah, and by everything. Or not, he's seen a map before, You're right? <laughs> so like <laughs> he knew shit was going down and was like, I don't want to come back because I don't want to have to own up for having like murdered a kid. And ran away from it. I don't want to have to. I'm I'm the George Zimmerman of the Congo. And so I, have to, I don't want to face the that's justice. Back there, man. You ready? <laughs> that's how the movie plays it, though. It's just like you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> so it's just this this whole weird thing where like they almost made Tarzan more racist than. Yeah, he was because now he's like fake woke ally Tarzan who like isn't actually doing anything. Yeah, he don't really he don't stand on that. All of this is self-interested. Like he wouldn't have I don't know if he would have gone as hard as he did if they didn't kidnap Jane. Like he really just wanted to get Jane back. And the byproduct of rescuing his wife is ending slavery in Africa. Bruh. I don't like that. In my notes, but I was Tarzan, like, this did is... you know you ended slavery? So, so, so what? So what? So what? I was like, in my notes, I was like, this is somehow worse than a normal Tarzan story. <laughs> like, somehow they've made it more, like, fucked up than it normally, like, it would have been better if Tarzan just punched, like, the chief in the face. Like, remember of... when, remember when Jar Jar Binks is fighting <laughs> on, in the Battle of Naboo and, like, trips over a fucking <laughs> a, 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 a carrion of fucking bombs and yeah. destroys the robot the robot uh, <laughs> fleet that's how Tarzan ended slavery I mean we can't what if Jar Jar Binks ended slavery by tripping <laughs> over a garrison of bombs by accident like we can't overstate it enough right like the, the movie tells us that Tarzan has stopped the practice of slavery writ large and has like saved the entire continent of Africa from being taken over by King Leopold II. Like that's basically what the movie wants us to believe. Right. Yes. And so like, how can he not, how can he not only not be a white savior, but it's just like, at least when Tarzan was just like fucking niggas up, for stepping on the wrong side of the jungle it was like low stakes tarzan right. and like other people you know interpersonal business 
now Tarzan is responsible for like changing the arc of world history. (laughs) If you open your book to page 208, you'll notice that Tarzan was responsible for the The downfall of the Belgium government. Yeah. Yeah, the downfall of the Belgian government and the destruction of the transatlantic slave trade. All <laughs> full stop. He did it. It was so him. it's yeah. All because he wanted a white woman. It's wild. For the love of a white woman. <laughs> well, let's let's get into just a little bit of the real. I mean, I I'm not going to get into it too much because like this is a whole other podcast. If we were to try to give you the actual actual history of king leopold ii and george washington wallace so like Mm. we will on the twitter kind of link to some things that people can read um Mm. to get a little bit more of just like what actually happened um the extracurriculars what you really need to know yeah yeah, yeah. why the fuck you lying why you always lying Mm, oh my god because this whole shit is a lot and it's wild that they would choose this specifically because this is what i mean i'll tip my hand here i'm giving this the third level of caucasity when we get to that part because wow wow the actual story of the congo and king leopold ii is like one of the most fucked up things in colonial history oh yeah and that oh yeah king leopold ii like one individually owns the congo right so like it was him not belgium so like he as a private person had ownership over that land a country and so what he did was he wanted to keep doing slavery (laughs) he wanted to keep doing oh yeah all of these terrible things and the belgium government was like well everybody's kind of off that like europe's not really doing that like slavery slavery we're doing other shit you know we're doing colonialism but we're not doing like yeah you know slavery slavery like we'd been doing back in the day right and belgium was like a relatively new ish country and so they were still trying to like establish themselves so king leopold ii instead sets up almost like like a shell company like he sets up this kind of like faux altruistic um company that's supposed to be like advancing the african race and like doing like more or less you know like philanthropic work in the area and what's really happening (laughs) is that he is sending a mercenary group down into the congo to more or less enslave the native people and mine not diamonds because it wasn't diamonds there but there was rubber and there was ivory and those yep. were the main exports and so like rubber was a big and we thing. see a little bit of that in the movie a little see. bit yeah so rubber was the main thing because it's the automotive industry and the bicycle industry at the time mm-hmm. were like the two big things so we need rubber to make tires and so like that was what he was banking on and so what was happening was he was sending his force down there right and they were using like mercenary groups and then like other neighboring like african uh people and like troops to like basically not just enslave but like commit 
genocide yeah. is the only word to describe it they killed half of the population of the congo at the time um and there was a practice of basically like if people weren't going to work or they weren't producing what they were expected to they would chop off their hands and you were expected to produce a hand for every bullet you fired and at a point it became almost like the currency of the hands became almost more so than the rubber you know to the point where like the soldiers were like trading the hands in for currency and other things right and so it was like that's what was actually happening in the Congo, in which Tarzan comes in and rescues and does all this stuff. So George Washington Wallace is a real person. He was a Civil War soldier. Yeah. He was a minister, um, and he was an anti-slavery activist. And he got wind of what was going on, and he went over and witnessed some of the atrocities and wrote this letter to King Leopold II, um, in which he basically is... Um, credited with creating the term crimes against humanity because that's what he described as what was happening there the thing is he died before he got back to america the letter got to king leopold ii he was like oh this nigga dead i don't have to respect any of this <laughs> and so he didn't no! No! <laughs> he looked at letter. he was like i hope this gives some change someday i hope this creates change licks puts it in the envelope and then gets dysentery on the boat back or something like that? Some, yeah. Um, so that's the real story that this movie is based on. And so inserting Tarzan into that is insulting. Uh, <laughs> but two, just like, you could have done anything, though. Like, why did you do this? Like, why was this the story that you thought Tarzan would be the perfect, like, you know what I mean? Like it, Tarzan wouldn't have been even a better foil if you had inserted him into like a ghost of the darkness type scenario. Like that's, that makes more sense. Not Tarzan, like in the middle of one of the most just barbaric genocides in the history of the world. <laughs> you know? I mean, I, I see, obviously, it's like trying to give the movie stakes, right? You know, uh, there's, it's, it's trying to give it stakes, setting, place. You're trying to put Tarzan in a situation where he won't necessarily be doing nothing. He'll be doing something, and he'll be doing something in and around a historical event. Not necessarily like, its importance is of you know, all, it, it 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 can matter. It matters not what the importance of the issue is, but it just so happens that the situation <laughs> is slavery. And to that we and say, it, just, it doesn't click. Yeah, we will not have it. I said we will not have it. Oh. That's right. No thanks. That's sir, right. Because we off the bullshit. <laughs> we are off the bullshit. It's so easy to see through here. Uh, I'll I'll jump ahead to and say this: this is the caucastic with with all the trimmings. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, and let's just transition here into because there's really not a lot. I'll say 
of the research that I did, um, you know, this one is like one of those people were, you know, people were really talking about it, you know, like in the sense of um, even like the actual interviews with people on set, because what you hear, this is what you hear when you look up Legend of Tarzan and you're trying to get some more context about literally why this story, right? David Yates talking about watching Tarzan as a boy back in London, getting the script and like after doing four Harry Potter movies and saying, I don't know if Tarzan's for me. And then I read the first page and fell in love with the characters. And like, it's such a heartwarming action packed story. And like at one, this is how you know he's lying. Right. So at once in that one interview, that I read, I quoted to you, he says that George Washington Wallace is the real hero of the movie. And then multiple times in other interviews, he says that the story is about Jane and Tarzan, like finding each other and like re re examining their love, you know, throughout the course of the story, right? Like Jane found Tarzan and, uh, you know, brought him out of the civilized world or out of out of africa into the quote-unquote civilized world and then tarzan you know brings her back to his home and they have this great love and you know just lasting relationship so that he says that multiple uh, times so like what is it is this a movie where george washington wallace is the hero or is this a love story between two white people in africa <laughs> like I, you can't be both <laughs> you know big one so you hear about that you hear about how Alexander Skarsgård couldn't eat a fucking carb for however many months and like just how he got into amazing shape and how he had eight abs for this movie. and yeah <laughs> like that's that's 90% of the interviews is are about his diet and like how jacked he got for this movie um and then the other 10% are about in the love scene and I didn't see this so I am I don't know what everybody's talking about. Maybe you saw it, Cameron, and I just missed it because I was once I read about it, I was looking for it directly, but I never saw it. Is that I guess Margot Robbie punches him while they're having sex, and that's like, damn the I... anecdote. Oh, that's an anecdote that like, that's like, like the, the, the punch? yeah, that's their late night anecdote. Is that <laughs> haha? You know, like we were so into it that I like punched him. I didn't see it, but that's what most of these interviews are, is them talking about that. Not them talking about Africa, not them talking about, you know what I mean? Like, they barely mention the real-world context and historical, like, you know. Or And and here's the kicker. Much like King Leopold II, they never set foot in Africa. <laughs> I'm ill. I'm ill. Wait. The majority what? of the filming took place in the UK, um, in London, either on a soundstage or um, some, you know, like at the Manor. That was a real set. Um, or some blue screen. Yeah. Or what they did for a lot of it was they um, would like film in uh, Gabon, right? And like do overhead like helicopter shots or like they filmed some of the sets like on the river like that's like footage and they and then placed them in it yeah like they immersed and merged the 
things that they filmed on the set with like a CGI background of like the African there's, background. There's multiple shots in the first act of this movie that are like obvious gives like that. Yeah. Whenever th- the the first shot of them like walking the African plane looks so fake. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that yeah that makes sense. It's I mean we didn't talk about the movie itself, you know, but like the movie is bad but also like yeah. looks bad like for a CGI yeah. blockbuster that cost 150 million dollars like it looks like shit like it could be paying teachers <laughs> and making kids read Edgar Rice Burroughs instead of making well kids should not read Edgar Rice Burroughs because that shit is racist yeah. as fuck but <laughs> yeah, actually, you are right you are correct read Alex Haley's roots or uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, something else but it's it's wild because it's like you couldn't even be bothered to go to Africa you know what right. I mean? To like film this movie about Africa. And so like not only is all of it fake, but then it's like because everything they did wasn't real, it adds this level of I think I told you it feels like the Hobbit like um max frame rate version that they did where it's like, oh, I'm <laughs> watching yeah. a movie. Like this is you know what I mean? Like it there's no way to get immersed in it at all because it all looks like they're on a movie set. <laughs> yeah, it looks it looks so much like a movie. It feels so much like an entertainment, like a piece of fluff. Yeah. Because like even the scenes, like the scenes where he's swinging around look very rubbery, you know, like he's not Bro, a real he looks person. Like a cartoon. Uh, the scenes with the animals, like I think we talked about this too. Like, Planet of the Apes came out a couple years before this, and that like set the yeah. high watermark for not only just like motion capture work, but like the realistic animal, animals. like yeah, in the scene, you know, and and even more so like real person CGI interaction. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the way that like actors and you know, the CGI characters were interacting in the movie felt like there's no discernible difference between them and like real people or things. And so like this movie looks fake. I mean, you could see people getting out of the way of the CGI (laughs) thing that's supposed to be in its place. You know, there's a great shot in the third act. I think it's actually, it's like a big dramatic shot too, which is just, the icing on the cake because they just spent the money and it didn't go anywhere. Um, what it's the shot of the stampede mm. of everybody and then Tarzan emerges from said stampede, yeah. but it's like it's literally just like they used one of the rhinos as like a wipe because he wasn't even there. No <laughs> one was, no human person was there. And then a rhino passed through and Tarzan was on the other side of the rhino. Yep. And that's how we did It's, the movie well, is full of shots like that. We didn't even talk about the most egregious one. I don't I don't know if you caught it. There's a scene yeah. there's a scene where Margot Robbie is on the boat and a butterfly. Oh, a CGI we, yeah, butterfly let's, let's this, rolls let's up the last thing like a, like a fucking song of the south. <laughs> it's so it made me want to puke, honest to God. <laughs> so it's the scene where they've already, like, they've escaped back into the jungle, and then Leon Rom and, like, his people found them again and put them back on the boat. 
and they chained Jane to the boat. She's like distraught, like chained up on the boat. And then before Leon has this whole conversation with her, a blue butterfly flies in and lands on her hand, like as if to say like this moment of grace, like everything going to be all right, Jane. <laughs> Tarzan coming for you, going to be all right. <laughs> your man coming. And then your, your man coming. It's going to be all right, baby girl. Like, like the, it should have been voiced by fucking Octavia Spencer <laughs> The butterfly should have been voiced by Tavia Spencer and just said a bunch of big mama isms. Y'all come back now, you hear? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just put some butter on it. It's gonna be all right. <laughs> and then and then told her Tarzan's gonna save her, and then the movie over because Tarzan <laughs> saves her. Because duh. But it's such an egregiously fake butterfly. It's, and it's like why would you even like it? Hurts the movie. There's- <laughs> There's several chops like that, or like little moments in this movie like that, where it's like, this is just for the feels. Yeah. Like the the butterfly is just for the feels. The lion, the dead mm-hmm. lion, that what that had to do with any damn thing. Nothing. Tarzan nuzzled some lions. He was like, these is my niggas. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, the only other little tidbit that I had was, I mean, this is just like irreverent trivia, but um and actual events in the congo with king leopold ii were the inspiration for the book heart of darkness and um oh rom is the the character that rom is based on is also the real life figure that uh kurtz is based on um yeah in the book so wow like watch uh, apocalypse now not about you know this but like far superior <laughs> movie like i would watch that before i would watch Legend of Tarzan. oh hell yeah oh um, hell yeah but i guess i bet he didn't have no like vibranium necklace neither i don't know that fucking necklace dog um <laughs> let's talk about revising tarzan and if sure. this movie should be made again because it is gonna be made again because just recently sony as of september of this year purchased the rights to Tarzan with the intentions to make an updated Tarzan film. I say fuck Tarzan. There's no <laughs> there's, I second that. There's no need for Tarzan. Uh not in our culture anymore. He doesn't serve I any good. I can't think of any way that you could preserve the idea of Tarzan. And it not be racist. You right. know what I mean? Because, like, if you're... And we just went over this earlier, but, like, Tarzan is... Only exists <laughs> to... What? To persist uh, white ideologies and white ideals, white masculine ideals white, from the 1910s. White exceptionalism. He is the yeah. best that ever lived. He's half man, half ape. Yeah. Half... I wish I was a black man. Right. <laughs> or, it's it's or, so messy. Yeah. Well, it's, it's so messy and gross. And like it, it only really plays to like, what? Not, no one's best intentions, right? No. No one's best intentions. It only plays to like the grossest ideals and most like stereotype, stereotyped ideals that people have about black men, black African men. Um, 
what what you what what men think of women yeah as their role in their lives all the ideals that tarzan persists suck and are outdated <laughs> they were outdated when they were instated right well because this so, movie like, why, can we stop yeah this movie does its best to try to even update jane as a character giving right. her modern sensibilities in the 19 19- <laughs> you know not even the 19 we were the 1800s you know what i mean so it's like we're we're trying to ascribe a lot of these modern sensibilities onto you know times way before where it's like you know we can shit on edgar rice Burroughs as we as we rightly should but like he was he was writing from the perspective of the time well, when he was writing these books it was like this is culture you know what I mean? Like that's how they felt. That <laughs> you know what I mean. So like he wasn't wrong in the sense of like right. it wasn't like he was writing those books today, and everybody's like, "Boo, this is racist." He was writing those books, and people are like, "Yeah, we all feel this way. Like we, this is what it is." You know what I mean? <laughs> so I mean, the oh, de- I think that too. Yeah, the depictions of Africa back in the early 1900s, like, I mean, we, I, I talked about you to this to to you Cameron before it's like I was a big fan of Tintin as a kid and like watched the Tintin show right and as an mm-hmm. adult I was like oh I should read like the original comics Tintin goes to Africa is one of the most racist things I have ever read <laughs> and that so, was so basically what you're saying is don't grow up <laughs> well don't expect things that were written in the 1930s 40s to be things that you know, you're going to look at from a modern standpoint and say, yeah, everything here aligns with my sensibilities. You know what I mean? Like it's the later Tintin books. It's like, yeah, it's all the things that you remember about Tintin. But like early Tintin books, he goes everywhere and he's racist everywhere. <laughs> Every, everyone was racist before you loved them. Yep. And then they grew up to be racist probably after you loved them. I mean, <laughs> what? Mickey Mouse, Tarzan, Tintin. Kanye. Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> don't kill your idols, kids. Kill your idols. Don't don't meet your idols. But there are there are a lot of things, and you know, another movie that we'll do at some point, another couple movies that we'll do at some point. John Carter, right? John Good Carter guy. of Mars, yeah. racist. He's a Confederate soldier that frees. And, that, and people that's on Edgar Rice Burroughs too. That's him. That's your boy. Uh, the <laughs> repeat Phant- offender. The, the Phantom. Another African oh, adventure, you know, like from the pulp times. Um, That's even messier. The Lone Ranger, you know, the movie that yeah. we're going to do, you know, with Johnny Tonto. Depp as Tonto. You know, it's just like these are all things that just don't need to be revised. If you want to enjoy them as they were, that's your prerogative. But in terms of like trying to re-envision them as something that could exist today, there's one so much more viable stories that could be told about Africa in general as a continent and Africans as people by African people that we should just give the money to them. There's no reason for Tarzan to have anything to do with, but then if you like extract Tarzan from Africa, I don't know what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what the movie is. I don't know what the idea is. I don't right. know. It's, right. it, that's something else. That's not Tarzan. So you're kind of stuck right. in this position where the best and most you can do is the Superman Returns of Tarzan, where you, like, deconstruct the character in a movie. But nobody wants to watch that. 
that's not interesting. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I I vote no, Tarzan. Cameron, I feel like you're also no Tarzan. Man, fuck Tarzan. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. Like the research I've done only points me to you know, white men in the eighteen hundred in the late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds who scared of Africa after what they did to all the black people who lived there. Yeah. And terrified of what they were going to do to them. And you know what? They wrote some fan fiction to try to like ease their tensions and ease and assuage their their fears so they could, you know, go back to Africa and probably yeah. colonize more. I mean there are so many pieces of like a little IP like this or stories from the 1800s 1900s that early part of um modern fiction where it's like we don't you, you get things wrong on purpose you learn you learn from mm-hmm. your mistakes and we can we can I think we as a society can agree that Tarzan is a mistake yeah because it's only it's only perpetuated like what we can only satirize it with like Georgia the jungle cuz it's right. so silly or we can we go back to like the Ur text and try to like do it just straight up again, and then what you try to make him like with this one we try to make him somebody who has like modernized feelings. He's like fake woke. If you're gonna woke everything, you can't woke Hitler. You can't. You can't. <laughs> even though again, yeah, Kanye West is that. trying. Yes, Kanye, yeah, <laughs> he's trying. He, we might get it before the end of 2022. Uh, that's that's the ne- name of Donda Three Woke Woke Hitler. <laughs> I'm done with the jokes. I'm done with the jokes. Uh, but uh, yeah, if if the only way we can, if the only stories you're interested in telling are like going back to like outdated texts and trying to modernize them for the audience, why don't you just like do it differently? Yeah. It's it's all fiction. It doesn't matter. It, exactly. It's all stories. Every there's only ten major stories. Every storyteller, every writer is going to tell you the same thing. There's only like ten major stories. You're just getting different versions of that with little like remixes, forever. Yes. Right? If you want to retell the Tarzan fable, you could do it without Tarzan. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could you could tell a story about a black dude who lived in the jungle who's just raised in Africa and actually uh, an actual like son of Africa and like a dude who actually like lived in the jungle amongst the animals. You could, if you want to do a bullshit story about a guy who talks to animals and tells them to fight for his beliefs, you could do that. (laughs) He could actually be from Africa. He does not have to be a white man. No. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to fight for Jane and make her like feel fake feminist feelings that she doesn't really have. No. Yeah, we could we just stop the farce. We could just yeah. stop. Well, I mean, we can we can both say this with conviction to Tarzan and that's just Man, shut your bitch ass up. Especially with all that yelling. Calm that calm that down, Tarzan. Right. Calm, calm, <laughs> chill out with the mating calls and the yell all in my ear. Um, but I I I do want all my clothes. I do want to pivot from this section with this just this last bit here because I think this speaks sure so much to what we are talking about. And this comes mm. from, from Tony Warner, who's a historian who helps curate for the British Film Institute, specifically for their African films uh, department. 
And he recalls that when he was eight or 10, he says, I was watching this Tarzan character on TV and in the background and all the people looked like me. And I asked my dad, is that where you come from? Uh, and because his father had moved from England from a Caribbean country, St. Lucia. And he said, as far as I was concerned, I didn't want to be African. From what I could see on TV, there was nothing good about being black and there was nothing to aspire to or identify with. Right. And so like, that's what Tarzan perpetuates is like black people seeing themselves and say, Oh, so that's me. Okay. Well, (laughs) not a lot to look up to in there, you know, like that's kind of, like I said, every extra, every like African extra in this movie had what they had the excitement of a, of a frosted flake. Mm. Like everybody was just like, we, we here fighting for, I guess this white man. Yeah. Well, and telling too, looking at the poster for Tarzan, it's just Tarzan, Jane, and apes. No black people. No black people. <laughs> and Even t- though Samuel Jackson, the one of the most bankable stars in the world, nah. is third banana in this movie. No. Don't see him. Nope. Not uh, for black people. Well, let's play our favorite game and go around to all the different aggregate sites. What do you think Tarzan, or the legend of Tarzan, has on imdb cameron also by the way legend of tarzan with the trademark symbol in the title card i know love that really love that Boo. uh <laughs> on imdb though this movie is not good by the way it's not. we are we are we are rating an actual bad movie with atrocious dialogue and just like no sense of direction for real or narrative thrust um four like 4.0 6.2 get the f- mm. Mm. <laughs> i'm sorry for i'm sorry for everybody who was listening i'm sorry about your headphones i'm sorry um what the fuck six <laughs> 6.2 uh it's got i think 172,000 reviews um, that's too many and so that all all added up to six point two, which as we said, once you get above six on that's IMDb, a that's a movie. Yeah. So that's that's like that's like a good ish movie on IMDb. Yeah, this is not even close to that. Um this is none, none if, of that. If we go over to Rotten Tomatoes, what do you think out of a hundred percent the Legend of Tarzan has? Fifty seven. It's got thirty five percent critics. Okay, so okay, hated okay. this movie. Ooh, that's uh, right. That's right. Uh, I feel the hate flow through my veins. Yeah, I mean, it's like I think two things seem to really be, you know, a sticking point for critics. Is one, like it just looked bad, right? Like the CGI was bad, yeah, <laughs> and really yeah. distracting. Um, and <laughs> and two uh really just like the the strange like pacing and uh storytelling yeah, devices the that the is, movie used yeah yeah the the storytelling is it's very straightforward honestly it's it, i mean what first act you get a couple of flashbacks and the second act you get the a and the b story they're both split and then the a and the b story connect for the third act. Yeah. It's almost traditional, except that there's like no real story that you're following from first scene to last scene. 
it seems to be like the problems of the jungle arise as yeah. they arise. Like the the sequence with Jane, the boat sequence, like my note was this Jane story is awful. Yeah. Because it's literally she gets kidnapped, she's on a boat for three scenes. One of the scenes is like the the um you're gonna tell me everything I want is the is that mm-hmm. the what she's trying to extract knowledge from her. Uh what's 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 that called? Interrogation scene. <laughs> the second scene, she escapes she escapes the boat with her friend only to get captured like a whole five minutes later. Yep. To be right back on the boat. And then the movie says sorry to her character by landing a blue butterfly on her fingers <laughs> before Tarzan saves her very masculinely. Well, like it's just so yeah all of that and then i think it's like specifically i mean we didn't really get into this too much we don't have to talk about it too much either because there's not really a lot to talk about (laughs) but like alexander skarsgård's performance is very flat and he delivers not like no charisma but like he's doing he's he's doing like i see what he's going i see what he thinks he's doing which is like i used to be uncivilized now i'm civilized but i'm torn i'm emotionally torn yeah but it's like there's not really any difference between him at the beginning of the movie and him at the end of the movie you know what i mean like he's just did the nigga learn anything he didn't learn he didn't learn anything but even just like it's more like his body posture Changes right. slightly to that he's more other than like his a, weird ass hands. <laughs> he's more. One of those. <laughs> he's more like an ape, I guess, than he was before in the beginning more of the ape movie. Than man. But yeah, I mean, it's like it's like a lot of these things. It's like Henry Cavill Superman, where I think, yeah, his whatever direction he was getting was almost telling him to like take all emotionality out of the performance and just deliver right. like stoic godlike Heroics. figure yeah and like that's yeah. kind of what he's doing here where there's like no he's not funny he's not charming he's not um you know even like dangerous in any way yeah he's you know not even I mean? like like, sm- sm- uh, like smoldering or anything yeah. like that he's not even like simmering under the surface or like you know like the hulk like uh, he's like the angry underneath yeah there. and he doesn't like there's nothing even like when he's supposedly like explodes you know at the end it's just kind of like nothing so you know like that bro, i want to go get some orange juice when he explodes. <laughs> i didn't even know he did it bro like, it's it's not it doesn't really carry much weight so that's that but obviously we have to get to our absolute favorite amazon.com legend of tarzan what do you think it has out of five stars cameron <laughs> I know it's going to have five stars, and I know I'm going to be mad. You going? You going five? Five stars. I'm going five. Technically, it's got four point six out of five. Um, too, that's too many. But seventy eight percent five star ratings. Um, what? <laughs> yeah, it's about the best Tarzan you're going to get on film. Is what the reviewer says. Uh, I think there's. I would. Ra- I would rather. I would rather play You'll Be In My Heart on loop <laughs> for the rest of my life than ever watch this movie again. No other music. I don't get any other music except for the one single from the 
Disney Tarzan soundtrack. I that forever before which, I watch this movie again. Which surprisingly, and we'll do that movie as well at some point. That movie has yeah. no black people. The and di- the Disney Tarzan movie removes black people from Africa. And it has a gruesome death in a Disney movie. Sure does. Yes, um, hella gruesome. I'm not going to read any of these because all of these reviews that people left are the equivalent of the I'm not going to read all that meme, uh, you know, happy for you or sorry that happened. You know, like this is people just <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> giving giving way too in-depth thoughts nah. on the legend of tarzan which i don't you know i don't care about that bullshit um no <laughs> but time for us to rank this movie on our quickacity ranking scale three levels of quickacity as everybody knows starting with the first level shorts in the winter it's time you know, time is here anthropologist season out here because we're watching it happen we're, we're taking a study i joke that maybe we we should do a fundraiser and just get these people some pants you know what i mean like it might be like a <laughs> Like a winter pants drive, uh, because oh my God. Like, there's just something's got to change, you know. Like, should we do a video? Should we do a video for the Salvation Army? These these white people have no pants. We certainly can. Uh, we'll we'll fil- we'll film that skit at some point and get that up. Uh, but <laughs> check out our TikTok. <laughs> it's it's that time, and you know, basically, it's like that's not harming me. I've you know i mean you like tommy bahama so that's fine you still got the shorts on but like it is legitimately cold outside any 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 degree marker under 50 and even like under 60 for me is like you've really should have on pants but uh (laughs) (laughs) but you know like i'm not being hard by your choice i'm curious about why you're making this choice uh you know certainly could should consider making better life choices but like ultimately <laughs> no harm done just just a curiosity Cameron, what's the second level uh the second level caucasity is this movie is touching my hair so now now the offense has gone from just hurting yourself giving yourself hypothermia to touching me to to a, a violence on myself so now this now this is a violence like I'm not bleeding or anything like that. I'm not down on the ground. I'm not mm. downtrodden after this, but I'm definitely peeved, mm. perturbed, a little confused as to why you just want to touch my hair. Why you want to colonize my hair? Yeah, you know, get get yourself some can too, because you can do. <laughs> yeah, so. The third love called Cassidy this week comes to us from TheRoot.com and the story that they have that says Providence, Rhode Island's <laughs> reparation money might potentially go to white people. Come on. So, basically, Come Providence, on. Rhode Island recently signed a $10 million budget to allocate through their Providence Municipal Reparations Program, right? So, they've got some money allocated away, $10 million, go towards reparations and that's going towards the black and native residents of Providence, Rhode Island. Problem is two things. One, black people only make up 12% of the population in Providence. So that's not a lot of people to give a lot of money to, right? So they're trying to figure out what's going to happen. Um, and $10 million? $10 million allotment it? 
it's funded by the federal COVID-19 money, so it has to be spent in a race-neutral way is how it's been described. Um, That's confusing. And the funds are going toward homeownership and financial literacy courses, right? So it will go to Native American and Black ancestry, including Black immigrants who are not descendants of American slavery, uh, but mm-hmm. also residents earning less than about $50,000 a year. Um, and that can include many Providence's white residents who, compri- who, comp- who comprise 53% of the population, right? And so... Mm. There's a fear that a lot of this money is just going to go to people who you wouldn't think would qualify for reparations. And there's kind of this tricky navigation going on here where it's like, on the one hand, it just don't call it reparations, call it something else. And then I think people will probably (laughs) be fine with the money going to people in need. But the fact that you called it reparations and specifically allocated this money towards reparations and then white people might get it is like, we've been trying to get reparations for how long? And y'all going to come up in here and get any of this money? You know what I mean? Like that's You, you can't say reparations and act like I'm not going to go looking for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's like trying to do the right thing and then doing the white thing, right? Where it's just like you <laughs> could <laughs> have done something completely Help different. people out. But now, now you know, white people getting reparations is just like, come on, y'all. Can't, we cannot abide by that. That is not a thing that can happen. So, uh, real, uh, real Nancy Pelosi kneeling in Kente cloth. <laughs> On Juneteenth vibes right there. And that's also just harm, right? Right? Like, for black people... Oh, yeah. Like, again, you know, whatever. However this money has been designated, I guess, if, you know, you have to spend it in a quote-unquote race-neutral way, fine, I guess. But it's like, I don't care how many... I I don't care if if two black people lived in Providence, right? (laughs) If... (laughs) If there's $10 million, then they each get five. Yeah, Ricky should get five, and, <laughs> and Shanique should get five. That's it. Done. So, <laughs> You're right. For trying to give white people reparations, uh, that's that's the highest level of caucasity this week. Cameron, where do Definitely. you think that Little Legend of Tarzan uh, trademark lands on the scale? Uh, I think this movie is dangling reparations in front of my face and then taking it away (laughs) i mean it honestly feels like that because it's like we're in africa but guess what who's king of the jungle in africa (laughs) your boy tarzan it it feels like that and it it and i feel like they dangled samuel jackson in there to be Mm. like you might want to see this movie too my niggas come on i i don't (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I don't want to see Jaiman Hansu do that again. Stop making him. What What did Jaiman Hansu do to anybody to deserve this I don't career? Because he's really literally in maybe seven minutes of this movie. Right. <laughs> and he. Wait. So his first scene is like, I will give the diamonds to the white man. It's reverse and blood diamonds. Second, <laughs> it is. Re- Bruh, I'm out. This movie is reversed up blood diamond. It's not good. It hurts to see. It hurts to experience. Alexander Skarsgård is the king of the jungle. Is the yeah. alabaster king of the jungle? I, I, I don't. 
I don't agree. <laughs> I don't want it. Burn every copy. <laughs> Stop making Tarzan. Stop. I, I think that's the takeaway. Stop making Tarzan. Wait, wait, kid. That's merch. Yeah. That's merch. Yeah. Stop that's, making Tarzan. We got to get. We got to get that in there too. That's it. Yeah. Uh. I, yeah, I got to go third level as well. I mean, like, to not only know we're still trying to make Tarzan happen, but then to know that they used real life history and not like real life history, like, hey, this is an interesting thing that we found out, but like genocide <laughs> of African people as a backdrop and then tried to explain it away as Tarzan saves Africa. You know what I mean? Africa. Like in a way that's just the like, continent. this is, he's more white savory than ever. You know, like it, it, again, at least before he was just like, this is mine. Y'all niggas got to step, you know, like that's basically it. Or like they've called Tarzan to mediate between black people, you know, and like, he's got to save some kind of something but like it wasn't like stop slavery save the continent you know what I mean? so like going to that extreme using a real life black abolitionist and then having him tarzan tarzan reads isabel wicker <laughs> having this real life black historical figure have to make a joke about potentially licking a gorilla's balls God damn it. You know, like that's the kind of shit that it's just like you don't have to do that, and you did that on purpose. You don't you know yes. what I mean? Like that was an intentional thing that you made this character do. There's no agency or integrity given to the African people. There's really barely any of that given to Samuel Jackson's character. So <laughs> you know, with all of that, it's just like y'all really just fucking with us. And the idea that y'all want to do Tarzan again, please stop. Like- you got more in the clip. Yeah, you got to cut it. You got to cut it out. You know, Michael Jordan, yeah. stop, get help, right? Like, please <laughs> reconsider your life choices. Um, and I took that personally. <laughs> I took that personally. I, I am going to take another Tarzan movie personally. If you, <laughs> you decide to go I, through it. I might have to. Look, y'all, because y'all, y'all, y'all were fucking around, potentially going to make that confederacy show and then somebody had the bright idea to cut that shit out you still have time to cut that shit out (laughs) you still have time to not do this multiple people were like yeah you fucked up game of thrones you notice you like the the country is literally as divided as it can get literally everyone is like i don't know civil war might happen tomorrow dog (laughs) you know what'll make it better hbo so about possible civil war yeah, I don't know what you think. <laughs> Writ- written by two the two people who wrote HBO's most eye has had the most eyeballs on them as possible. Yeah. God damn! Like, you, like real life is scarier than fiction. <laughs> it's not even funnier than fiction. It's scarier than fiction because can... niggas trying to stoke the flames out here. HBO execs just like, yeah. What if we start a World War Three? I don't right. know. What if? What do you think about it? <laughs> This is, why don't we give Kanye West his own late night talk show? And he could just I'm thinking about hey, <laughs> I got a I got a cool four million on it. Just, just throw it at him and see what happens. Oh god. Okay. Well, Cameron, damn. Do you have any recommendations for this week? Yo, watch anything else, bro. Watch any other movie. Watch Wakanda Forever twice. 
before yeah. you watch this. Um, well, obviously watch Wakanda Forever because it is pretty pretty damn good. <laughs> Funny enough, I'm sorry. Actually, is so I watched this movie in two parts because I can't stand two full hours of this. I had to break it up. Mm. So I ended up actually watching another movie, which is funny enough, about another immigrant of sorts. Another unwilling immigrant of sorts. This immigrant's name was Paddington Bear. Oh, my God. And he comes from darkest Peru. Yeah. (laughs) And he (laughs) infiltrated the hearts of the Brown family. Um, Paddington is... Some would consider it like along the lines of like Jacques Tati and like mm-hmm. just like modern day Chaplin. Uh, it gets close, I will say, but it's definitely like a much, much better time. Yeah. And there's a, a Calypso band in there. So there's some black people in there. Yeah. Paddington's a real one. Shout out to Paddington. Yeah. Paddington's uh. a real one. He. <laughs> He doesn't fuck with deforestation either, so no. like I, I like that too. <laughs> um, well, I will recommend two shows that we love that are coming back basically on the same day, which is wild. And I'm going to have to just lock in and, and bunker down and watch all of it. Uh, premiering on, and this the well, this is going to be the previous week. So this episodes will already have come out and the more episodes will be coming out tomorrow. Uh, oh yes yes but yes south side premieres december 8th um, season three coming out need that need that and then random acts of flyness season Comes two back premieres on december 9th and they're doing two episodes at a time two episodes a night and it looks like there's like a storyline yeah so random acts of flyness I'm our hyped. namesake gotta watch that south side one of the funniest shows on tv period gotta what? watch that um there is no funnier episode of television <laughs> than the club promoter's funeral <laughs> you're not gonna do funnier than that i know 30 rock tried your best parks and put your best office episode up against the club promoter's funeral and you will your will best valiantly, valiantly lose your best friends episode i'm tired of people telling me about <laughs> friends fuck friends Watch. Fuck friends, watch the <laughs> club promoter's funeral. I swear, man, that show has me in tears each time. Go watch it. For sure. Well, I think that's going to do it for us. We, we've thoroughly roasted Tarzan uh, <laughs> in the way that he deserves. Boy! Boy! <laughs> One of those! <laughs> uh, so, Cameron, tell everybody where they can find you and what you got going on. Um, You can find me. On Twitter, as long as it's still around, mm-hmm. at uh, the Blipster eleven thirty eight. Same on IG. Um, what do I got going on? I oh, I just got an email today. I'm going to be uh, Eric Adams' new rat czar. Ooh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Eric Adams wants to get rid of all the New York rats, and a nigga need a job. All right. Well, happy hunting. So if yep, <laughs> if you if you're looking for me. You will see me in uh, full regalia in the trenches of New York City. Come find your boy. All right. If you ever meet Eric Adams, I want to hear the story. I want to. I want to know what that's it, like. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be a swagalicious story. That's oh all I can God. tell you. Ugh. 
Uh, well, I'm Jordan Clark. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, JRSOSA18, JRSOSA18, um, Twitter and Instagram. I've got comic stuff coming out. Red Sonia, Hell Sonia coming out December 14th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I got the DC Power Anthology coming out January 31st. Um, I got some news recently about a book that I'm working on that seems to be moving forward. So that's oh. something hopefully I'll be able to announce soon in the near future. Um, we like that. But yeah, that's it for us. If you want to reach out, you can hit us up again, at least for now, on Twitter at white underscore pod potentially definitely moving somewhere soon uh yeah. that's more stable but we'll we'll keep yeah. you posted on that um if you want to reach out to us i heard, oh, I heard tumblr got titties again so uh, hey <laughs> people might be going back all over right there. you know we go where the people are so um <laughs> yeah most reliable way to reach out to us white people won't save you pod at gmail.com uh hit us up there with your thoughts about these movies movies to recommend I just found several new movies, including the Steven Seagal movie, you so did. they're out there. If you're looking for films, we're gonna have some fun. We're gonna have some upcoming fun. Yeah, like. tell us, tell us about movies that we're missing. Um, we are looking to continue our Wakanda Forever coverage, so we should have more of that mm. coming up soon. Um, mm-hmm. We also have our holiday episode coming up soon, uh, so oh, be yeah. on the lookout Great for time. that. Uh, and then we'll we'll try to have another culture wrap up for you as well uh just talking about yeah we're looking to put that together yeah uh black culture in 2022 it's like your spotify raps but for black people (laughs) 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 Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so yeah we'll have all that coming soon but that's gonna do it for us this week peace peace You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved.